0: Hey, when does the show start? Wait wait a minute.
1: (gasps) First, let's hear from our sponsors.
0: Oh, okay. In just a minute.
2: Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. The Aurora law Firm.com, All right. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny, when he pops into the golden scissor studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, podcastthebs.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions if you can't get to the georgia stops the website markwelltherapy.com again markwelltherapy.com Inspect All Services offers a wide variety of services to protect your home or business year-round, covering all the Atlanta metro area with their industry-leading products and services since 1984. Inspect All Services provides a wide range of home services, from crawlspace encapsulations to provide comfort and improve the quality of air in your home, to attic crawl space insulation with an Energy Star rating to keep you cooler in the summer and and warmer in the winter. So, if you're tired of that musty smell coming from under your home or just simply want to save some money on your bills, then give Inspect All a call today at 770-483-2420. Again, 770-483-2420. Make sure you mention the BS. Why? You're going to receive 10% off your home services needs. Inspect all pest services,
0: 770 483 2420. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's going on? After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense.
3: I have a very particular set of skills.
0: You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm Old Man Kevin. And by God, this is the BS.
2: Ah, right, there it is, episode 109 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio, brought to us by Gorenstein and Watkins, gwtrial.com, trial litigation attorneys. If you need them, 4, uh, 470-491-0808, gwtrial.com. On the road, a traveling Mr. Nate in St Louis, St. Louis, Missouri. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> Missouri, uh, that's it's not Yellowstone, right? That's Montana. No,
4: that, yeah, Montana.
2: Yeah. But Missouri, they got the Buffalo
4: where they roam. They got Buffalo in Missouri, right? Or is that hey. Montana too?
2: That's Montana too.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they have a, like South Dakota, North Dakota, um, maybe Nebraska. I mean, they may have some in Missouri. I don't know. What the hell's in Missouri?
2: I almost went to school in Missouri. Southeast Missouri State. Yep.
4: Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah.
2: sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot to do there. There's a uh, Brandon B-Man Thrasher, Zelensky Studios in Noonan, Georgia. Hello, B-Man.
5: Hey, how's it going? Just see the new hat I'm going to wear for the next eight months? Uh, that's
2: good. <laughs> I, I like you wearing
5: that house, hat. That house. You like the new BS hats? Yeah, fits good. Uh, the only thing I would say is make it a little deeper, like just half an inch deeper. Well, you know, there are, there are four different
2: designs total.
5: I did not know because I went to the tent and I asked if there was any snapbacks and they said, I don't think we have any. And then I found this one the next day when we were loading stuff up.
2: That's not how that went. I think I gave that to you. I said, yeah, I, because it's got the black and gray, right?
5: Yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I gave that to you. I said, do do you want a hat? You didn't find it. And and so there, there were three snapbacks. One of them I didn't mean to order. And then there's the flex fit, which is the ones that I like. But I also wanted the mesh back, uh, the mesh part of the hat, but flex fitty, and uh, I was a screw up on the order. It was my fault, not not the, not their fault. So, but I've got all this merchandise left over. So, probably what we're going, well, actually, what we're going to do when I can figure this all out, um, is uh, we're going to have a spe- a different section on on dot where you can. Buy this, because uh, I overbought merchandise. It's just overspent. I just, I had more faith in you guys. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, I,
1: you had a lot of merch. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, uh,
2: well, you have to buy it. it like, I, I'm not. I didn't buy a large amount of things, but you have to buy at least X amount of things
1: for them to sell it in bulk.
2: Correct. Right. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where you're at. And uh, anyway, but yeah, you'll I'll be wait for the next time. Yeah, but you'll also be able to get it online, too. Yeah. So not only do we'll, we'll have the store, but we'll have like uh, Bailey's Boutique or something like that, you know, where you can go in.
1: We can order from you and the shipping cheaper?
2: Uh, I, I don't know. It, that's all going to go through a fulfillment place. I had that conversation oh. the other day. So it's it's all ready to rock and roll. I just got to get the Shopify site. Uh, okay. go. A lot, lot of techie stuff. Right. You let me worry about that, the right. vi- vivacious one.
1: No, I'm uh, just saying.
2: There she is, Nikki D, the vivacious one. <laughs> Right? That's what you are. Yeah, I am. The vivacious one. The vivacious one. one. All right. Uh, Elon Musk, right, buys Twitter. He offers to buy Twitter. He says he doesn't want to buy Twitter. There's going to be a lawsuit. That lawsuit went away. He ends up buying Twitter. And now all he's been doing for the past week is bashing Twitter. (laughs) By the way, on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) releasing emails, internal emails, about how bad Twitter is. And then some of the employees in Twitter are fighting back and releasing pictures and video of how he's running things differently than what Jack Dorsey was doing and how it's not any better, if not worse. So there's like this imploding of Twitter going on. First, let me ask you this, Nate. Elon Musk taking over Twitter, good thing or a bad thing? A
4: uh, bad thing. Why? Just cause I don't think he knows what he's doing. I mean, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you know how to do everything. He's a very intelligent guy, but what does he know about running a, a so, like such an enormous social media platform? Uh, I just I don't think he has any idea. I mean, if if he's having other people make the decisions, then yeah, maybe it's fine. But if he's making these decisions, he I think he's out of his league.
2: Well, you could say the same thing about the. I don't know his background, but I'm assuming that he wasn't a car guy, right? I mean, he just he didn't grow grew up around the tracks. You know, didn't grow up in the garage. You know, it's what, just he's a smart. Yeah, but he's not making the.
4: I mean, he didn't make Tesla. Like, I mean, first of all, he bought Tesla, and then he paid a bunch of people to make the cars. Like, he has nothing to do with it. Oh, is that what is that the story behind? It? I didn't know the story. Yeah, he didn't start Tesla. He bought it from like two dudes, I think. Oh, really? And like probably paid barely nothing for it, huh? Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. I uh-huh. mean, to him, yeah, probably barely
2: nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I, di- I didn't know that story. That's interesting. Uh, so, Nikki, um, good or bad thing? Elon Musk buys Twitter.
1: I think it's a bad thing as well. Um, and it doesn't sound to me like he really wanted to do it. So I feel like something in the background with the negotiations of whatever this lawsuit was kind of forced his hand. So he was like, Fine, I'll still buy it and then I'm gonna self destruct it. That's how I feel about
2: He's it. He's gonna implode the six was it sixty six billion dollar company that he <laughs> just bought or sixty he paid for it for $44 billion. Like, ha, watch me just tank this $40 billion.
1: (laughs) I mean, I barely use Twitter anyway.
4: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's kind of like one of the biggest trolls on the internet, especially when he can influence, uh, cryptocurrencies and everything. He might just be doing this just to fuck with people and just buy it and tank it. Who knows?
2: Well, that, that would be, that would be a great story if that's the case. Brandon, are we in on Elon Musk and Twitter?
5: Yes, great thing. I like that he took it private and he took it away. Take some of the power away from the big media companies that are already out there. And uh, also, I kind of I love seeing all the people just go crazy that Elon's um, now in charge. And they're like, "The gates of hell have opened. I don't know how I'm gonna live." All
2: right, you got to turn your microphone down. For some reason, you got really hot. So uh, here, here, here's like the the simple thing. Right, is that Elon Musk is is anti um banning people you know he's he's very much pro freedom of speech and this is this is the great world that we live in right i mean we are all according to our constitution uh, granted the right to freedom of speech but there's it's it comes with responsibility it's a very gray area with, free, with what for, like what freedom of speech used to be is not what freedom of speech is today exactly and people take the term the words freedom of speech for granted and uh, you figure you can say and do anything you want without repercussions. So then you go, well, does freedom of speech transfer over to the internet, the wild, wild West? All right. Still the jury's out on that. You know, if you break it down and you say, okay, you know, Brandon. You just said he's taking. You know, he's taken Twitter out from a. You know, what would you say from private companies and this? It's still going to be a private company. He bought it. He his company now owns it. It's that's still considered a
5: private company. It was a public company. It was traded on the stock market.
2: It, but but it's but it's still a pri owned privately. Right? It's not. It's not an IPO where everybody's on the board. They still have the say of what they're going to do. Jack- the people on the board. Jack Dorsey still had the say of what Twitter was going to do.
5: Uh, I don't think he did. So so, I think he resigned. So then they the, had a board. There was a new CEO. So they're,
2: they're, we, they're, I'm not talking about now with Elon Musk taking over. I'm talking about before. I mean, just because a company is traded publicly does not make them a public company. They're still owned privately. Do you understand the difference between the two?
5: No, I do not. I figured if it was traded publicly, it was a public company.
2: So, like, Publix. Okay, uh, or actually, let me give you a different... Amazon. Amazon. Amazon is traded publicly, right? I've got many stocks of Amazon. It's been tanking lately, which is a great time to buy it. You know, so uh, buy it at 96 and wait for it to go back up to 167. So Amazon is a private company. They, they they make their own rules. Like, you cannot go... You can't go onto Amazon's property and go, this is a publicly traded company. I can do whatever the fuck I want. It's still a private company. They're, it's owned... Je- you know, the- Jeff Bezos still, or now that he stepped down, there's still a hierarchy to the company. It's a pri- you own it, right? So just because you're traded publicly, does not mean that the people own it and the people run it. I know
4: that. I think that means the but the stock owners do. I, th- I think we're getting confused because it is a public company when you go public, because then. The, the the investors and the shareholders are part owners of the company. But we're talking about two different things. We're talking about
2: how it's traded versus how the, it's run. So the, the rules of the company are, are – st- every company that's run by somebody, whether it's traded publicly or not, they still can have their own rules and set their own rules.
5: Just yeah, don't they have to listen to the shareholders on a board?
2: I mean, like maybe, I guess, but – That's all in-house. I mean, you look at the WWE and, you know, uh, actually I know of some of the people that sit on the board for the WWE. They ended up agreeing to oust the chairman, the owner, Vince McMahon, because of the allegations. I promise you, they were all in on it together they they all had it it's not like this board said okay this guy that's been running this company with his family for about 100 years we're going to throw him out because these women are saying these things they they got together it's like it's time for me to step down let's do this and let's make it look good for the company so uh my my point is is that e- elon musk takes over and says Okay, people like uh, Donald Trump that have been banned from Twitter, and some of these people that uh, you know the big run is people that are spewing hate and false information and stuff on Twitter. It's like how do you get them? on? So then you get then you have the conversation of what what's the what can you and can you not? Like everybody's going to be wrong. Like I, I, everybody's posted something just quickly, you know, not necessarily an opinion, but you are like. Um, Oh, I think uh, Pierce Brosnan played that character and you were wrong. So technically, you're spreading false information. Like, do you then get banned from Twitter? And he wants to charge people like myself that are blue checked eight bucks
5: a month. What? Great idea. Why is that a great idea? Because, uh, I mean, it kind of helps, you know, <clears throat> it kind of gets rid of all the accounts that are idle, that are blue checked. And if you got a blue check, 99% of the time, I would say you can afford $8 a month.
2: Okay, I
5: kind I, of helps with you know pay stuff since now it's not a publicly traded company.
2: I, I don't need it. Um, you know, I can afford the eight dollars a month. I just don't need it. So well, why not? I, I'm not a I'm not a huge Twitter guy. Like I, I used to kind of like Twitter, but I, I don't. I, I'm I'm more of an Instagram guy. I like Instagram. Instagram seems more fun.
1: How did you get blue checked yeah, tw- on Twitter?
2: uh the company did it for us uh, both me and Steve like it was really oh. cool lori lewis was the social media person that they brought in and she's a very brilliant mind she is a very very cool person and one of the things that she wanted to do for the top talent in the company was to make it look like we were top talent and she somehow, I remember the day we walked in and we both had it like got blue checked at the same time. I like, that's pretty cool. It was one of the things we both agreed on. We <laughs> were like, hey, that's pretty cool. You know, so, I mean, there, I guess there are perks to being blue checked on Twitter. Like if I've got a complaint with a company, I noticed that they act a lot faster.
1: Yes, cuz they're like, "Oh, he's somebody."
2: Right, like I'm somebody special when <laughs> I'm not. But I don't know if I need to pay $8 for, you know,
5: for that. I just
1: I would pay for my blue check.
5: Yeah, but it's like one of those things if you don't pay for it, then you probably never get it back or it's going to take a while to get it back you shouldn't have to though the whole reason a blue
4: check is supposed to be so it's to verify, verify. who you are yeah. so there's not a bunch of people impersonating you it's supposed to keep everything on the up and up it should have no monetary value whatsoever it should just be about proving who is who
2: i agree it's it's not like a club that you you're you're buying into that's not what it's ever ever meant to be it's meant to be somebody of a certain status whether it's a celebrity you know whatever whatever you are that people are impersonating you, nate is 110% right that's the whole purpose behind verification
1: that's what But i mean let's be let's let's call it what it is only celebrities famous people have blue checks i don't have a blue check to say somebody's trying to impersonate me give me a check they only are giving it to people of status uh,
4: that's not true though, because yeah. there are people like there's like authors that have maybe two thousand followers right. or something, and they're blue checked, or some football player that's coming up in you know through high school that's a or college that's a big deal or something. Um, the, it's not even about likes and follows. It's like the how, the likelihood of them being impersonated or something. Because so, it always pissed me off. I'm like, oh, I see this guy wrote a book I've never even heard of, and he's blue checked. I have three times as many followers, but I can't get it. So I don't know. They're, they have weird rules. I,
2: I had, uh, there was a, uh, uh, somebody impersonating me a couple weeks ago on Instagram. And I, I have a feeling it's somebody that does not like me. You know, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't like a ha funny. I have a feeling somebody doesn't like me. So I reported the uh, account and I've been trying to get verified on Instagram for a while. That's tough. And uh, at least for me, it's been. And I said, hey, look, you know. I have somebody that's trying to be me. I need verification, you know, something like that. And they said, yes, that's what verification is. We'll look into it. And I haven't heard back from them,
0: but, you
1: know.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what it
1: is, in case you didn't know. That's that's why, you know,
2: that's why, like, you see a lot of people, their handles will be the real something. Nikki
1: D33. <laughs>
2: but they don't have 33. It's just their name. <laughs> Anytime you see somebody putting. Uh, uh, letters after their name, you know it's not real. <laughs> it is real. I put
1: that because it means something.
2: Actually, who did I tweet the other day that had numbers? Um, Might have been Q from Impractical Dro- uh, Jokers when I was posting the snap, and his Twitter account was goofy. There was somebody else. There was somebody else that I tagged. Somebody we had on the show that I was surprised that their handle was, like, they. W- oh, it was Daniel Radcliffe. So I had posted a picture, you know, who wore it better, him being Weird Al in this upcoming movie or me at Halliversary, and I tagged him on it. Obviously, I'm doing that to see if I can get a, a response, and it's Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, he's kind of a big deal, right? And his, his, his Twitter and Instagram handle is like at 08 underscore 7997, I'm going, I don't have time to look into this. I probably have the wrong... <laughs> fucking
1: sick <laughs>
2: i just probably have this probably just some troll account or something but i had a lot of followers i mean i had uh, hundreds of thousands of followers so i don't know um so that if you were elon it it doesn't matter like what we really think i guess i mean whether it's good or whether it's bad i i, I don't know like yes i'm one of those people that's all about the free speech i get it but i'm also a realist And I think free speech comes with responsibility. So you might have the right to have freedom of speech, but you should also have the right to um, freedom of listening as well. So that means that I don't necessarily want to see, because you you really, I mean, if you break it down, you really don't have the right, like if you go to Trader Joe's private company, right? You know, Trader Joe's, you you can't just go in the, the store and start screaming things, Right. But you, that's freedom of speech. You can't do that. But we've lost our way where as far as being respectful to other people, I mean, there's a time and place to protest. There's a time and place to voice your opinion um, to get things changed. But we've the world's gone mad and we feel like because we're such arrogant fucks that we can go anywhere we want and just scream at the top of our lungs what you know what 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 we think is right and then we subject other people and kids to whatever it is you think which then that goes into the point of freedom of listening i should have the freedom to listen to what i want and it, that doesn't necessarily mean i have to listen to your freedom of speech does that make sense
1: it makes sense
2: yeah never heard of it that way have you
1: i have not heard of it that way
2: <laughs> yeah well it's no. it's a good way to look at it it is you know so for for anybody that is saying you know i have the right to say this think about ask yourself okay if you have the right to say what you want to say to people that don't want to hear it, and you know they don't want to hear it because usually that's where you you scream it out loud, then do they have the right to do the same thing to you and you be subjected to listen to what they have to say? And your answer is going to be no. It's a catch-22. I was
5: going to say yes.
2: Well, no, you, you're going to say, no, I don't want to listen to their bullshit because they're wrong. But they have every right to do the same exact thing. So when it comes to social media, you know, I think... Social media has done so far a, a pretty good job of fact checking the bullshit. You know, I've seen it over the last couple of years weeded out, um, at least, you know, my timeline on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Social media has kind of started to go back to being more fun. I don't know if you guys feel the same way about that or not, but I've just noticed that at least in my timeline, it's nowhere near as politically, Political. politically driven and, hate-filled and this and this. I mean, you still, you're still you going to have this every once in a while and everybody's going to be a an expert in this and this and that. But it feels like people are going back to posting pictures about their kids and, you know, in life and their new car and their old car and their stories and, you know, that's, that's the good stuff. Um, you know, is it freedom of speech to allow people back on Twitter to spew uh, misinformation on purpose,
4: nonetheless? Well, and let's also clarify, like, None of this is a freedom of speech issue. Freedom of speech is the freedom from the government uh, keeping you from saying something. Private companies can do whatever they want. Just like if we, you know, or like anyone's Facebook. If somebody posts something stupid, a comment on some, a picture of yours and you don't like it, you can delete it. You're not taking away their freedom of speech. That's your right because that's your page.
2: Well, that, that, was, like you that, said- that was my point before what I was saying to Brandon is these companies have every right to take it down. Right. I've always said that. I've said that for years of like, you know, you're bitching and complaining because you get banned from something. Now, I will agree that it's, you know, like a lot of times they're banning you and it's not right because it's, there's some algorithm that you got wrapped up in. I've been there. I've done that. and There's nobody you can call or get a hold of. So I, I get that aspect of it. But for the people that rightfully should be banned because of the bullshit that they're bringing Nate is, again, 100% correct. That has nothing to do with your freedom of speech. My point was is I was, the, people get it twisted. They feel like freedom of speech is across all platforms. And anywhere I go, anywhere I go, I get freedom of speech. It's not the case. Like, that's why I gave the example of you walking into Trader Joe's. You can't do that. You can't walk yeah. into Twitter and give out bad. If Twitter wants to ban you, Twitter can ban you. You signed up for it. They didn't sign you up. You signed up for it.
4: Yeah, and I think people forget what it is. It's, it, I mean, Facebook is it has an app now, obviously, but it's basically a website. If on podcastthebs.com dot com we allowed comment, or we let's say we posted articles and we allowed comments on it, we have every right to delete those comments if we don't, you know, feel like it. It's, uh, you know, adds to what we're doing or whatever. That's that's our right to do it. It's your right to say it, but I have every right to delete it.
2: Yeah. And that's where it gets twisted. You know, and Elon Musk is on this big kick and he's catering to people like I don't know what his ulterior motive is. I don't know what his motivation is. You know, people try to look at it as black and white. Is he right? Is he left? Is he a Trump guy? Is he a Biden guy? I don't know what he is. <laughs> I really don't. I think he's
4: just a troll. I think he just likes to fuck with people, <laughs> you
2: know. I I, I I think I agree with you. I, I really do because I can't I can't figure him out on on what he wants to do. Um, you know, so some people I think get it and some people think it's funny, you know, like a lot of celebrities. He's big on retweeting and tweeting back to celebrities, people that are blue checked. If you're not blue checked, he wants nothing to do with you. But You know, Dane Cook, he's responding, you know, people like that. I think he's just a toolbox that has got a lot of money and a lot of power and he's living the life. And you're right. He's just fucking with people because he can. And he was fucked with probably his entire life.
4: (laughs) Well, you know, and what if this is a big conspiracy theory or I mean, a big conspiracy for him to sell more cars in the future because it's. Pretty well known. The, let's say the right is more upset about Twitter being, you know, censoring people or whatever. They are also the people that don't typically buy electric cars. Uh, So if uh, maybe he's pushing for this electric car thing in the future, maybe he's trying to get in good with everybody. He's like, Hey, I'll tank this $40 billion project just to get some more uh, cars here in the future. He's playing the long game.
2: He's playing the long game. (laughs) I'm slow playing them. (laughs) (laughs) Or he's going to find a way to, and this would be very, very clever. He's finding a way to integrate Twitter, be the first to integrate social media into a vehicle. Uh, That's a, that's a big to do. You know, there's a new line of vehicles, electric cars that are getting ready to come out. I forget what the name of the company is. And they've signed an exclusive deal with Sirius XM radio. That will be the only thing in the car. You will not have access to AM FM.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: And, and, AM, and, and AM, I definitely not AM, maybe FM, but I, I definitely, AM is dead in, in cars. It's just not happened. Just like you don't get CD players. I got an email from GMC. You know, I have a GMC truck and I love my truck. Don't get me wrong. But when I bought it or when I started to lease it, I bought it now, but in 2018, you know, the technology is pretty good and it's still held strong for the most part. And, but I, I got nav. I paid the extra like $2,800 to put nav in the center console. So every year they send me this email about how there's a CD out to upgrade my navigation. And I'm going, I don't use it. You know, I just use Apple CarPlay, <laughs> you know, and, and the newer cars don't even give you the option. Like my daughter is a Nissan. They don't even give the option of purchasing nav anymore. Because they, they, they're like, your car is Apple CarPlay. You know, I, I, I don't know what Samsung yeah. uh, or uh, Android users, but you guys have something similar, right, where you just use the Google Maps and all that kind of stuff. You, why, yeah. why spend the 3000 Like, fuck you, I'm not paying you $99 for a navigation upgrade CD, you dickhole. <laughs> <That ain't
0: happening>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Who even has a CD player anymore? Yeah, like, ROM.
2: <laughs> how am I supposed to even put it? Actually, I, th- I think I have a CD player in mine. I think it still has a CD player. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's uh maybe it's all a work. I would, I I always say you know everything's a work. So I'm thinking there's something like that. You know this all goes back to Tesla somehow, right? You know how do you mm-hmm. win over? You're right. It's the people on the right. The historically they're like you know fuck that electric car shit. Put gas in there. You know we're not gonna run out of uh, natural resources on this earth. We're good for the uh, forever and ever. You know that's kind of a right theory. You know, the left is like, don't release me from this tree. It needs my love and attention. I'm hugging and licking and kissing. It's so beautiful. We need more of these things, and I love them. You know, so that's like the stereotype of of the right and the left. And he's got these electric cars, which I think cater to everybody, like because he's made them where it's a status thing, not necessarily an electric car thing. Like you don't see people out there with these little kind of shitty electric cars from Ford and Chevy and Nissan you know, Tesla's a status thing. It's like, oh, that's a nice, you know, Diamond Dallas Page, when he first got his, he paid ridiculous amounts of money. He was on this huge waiting list, and it was a status thing. He was like, yeah, I'm one of the, I'm one of the first to have the crossover. Bang. (laughs) Watch this guys. I I I, it'll come pick us up from my from my for my phone.
1: Watch this.
2: (laughs) Watch this. We're gonna go real fast. Well I'm gonna put it in insano mode and I'm not even gonna touch the steering wheel. Watch this. Dallas, take me home, please. Just just drop me off. I don't I don't want any part of this. Just just let me go.
5: Yeah, Elon said he kind of wants to, like, merge a bunch of different services into Twitter, kind of like WeChat over there in China. So you'd have, like, Twitter, and then you'd have, like, food delivery and, like, rideshare services and messaging and just a bunch of stuff all in one app. Apparently, China has that already. Really? Yeah. So that's, that's his, what he said his plans were. I don't know if he's going to go through with it. I mean, I imagine he would. Seems what, like he was pretty excited about it.
2: What are my options again? What you say? Chinese food and what?
5: No, it'd be like so you'd have Twitter and then you could also order an Uber from the app or a Lyft or you can order food from the app or you could like watch a movie on there. Basically just an all in one app and you could also message people. This is just like a one stop yeah. shop.
4: It's basically WhatsApp. That's what Facebook owns and it does all that right now. So he's gonna be competing with them. It's like everybody it's just they
2: there's two like two got two two people in the game and they just compete with each other. They just go back and forth and back and forth. And then you always go like what's the what's the next big thing? Like what's the best what's going to be the next big social media platform? Cuz I don't think social media will ever die.
1: No, not at this point.
2: It's yeah. it's it's here, but how how do how do you change it? How do you evolve it? I mean, go back to I don't think any of us had Friendster, right? Um but you I could have, did. did you
1: have Friendster? i mm-hmm. I've never even heard of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Friendster had ICQ. Um
4: I'm trying to think of what else they had. I mean, AOL was kind of out of chat. Well, yeah, they had that instant messenger AIM. Oh, yeah. If AIM did not exist, then Chris Hansen would
2: have never busted all of the pedophiles going to get underage boys with a six-pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade and a bag of condoms. Uh, cause they, they were, so we're on the AOL chat log. It was all from the AOL. I mean, that was like the, the hotspot for pedophiles, the AOL chat room. Somehow. They, and I, I don't remember how they got into your chat though. How did they get into your chat? Wasn't it like a prior, like I'd have to message you.
4: Who, how did, who get into the chat?
2: How did the pedophiles get into your chat? Or were you in like a, a, a
4: chat room? Yeah, it was more chat rooms like on AOL. Yeah, there were um, rooms, it was
1: and you can enter a, in based on categories. Oh, that's yeah.
4: right. Okay, yeah. Back back
2: in the the, the day, day, um, real radio the the station that I I worked at at one time, but before that, they had a uh, they were one of the first, at least that I remember, to have a a, a web they called it, it was a web board, and it was addicting, like because they their fans were so cult like. And if they didn't like somebody, they destroy, I mean, it was rough. And the web boards, like in the radio business, there are a couple web boards and you, no one would say who they were, right? They would just go and they'd post anonymously and tell secrets of other people. And that was like the first taste of the internet becoming, eh, maybe it's not the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. You can stay anonymous, hide behind a keyboard and post this information, whether it's true or not. Hmm, I don't know about that. We all had MySpace, right?
1: Yes. Yep. No, yep.
5: Brandon, maybe not. Yeah, yep. I was on the tail end. I went ahead and got it, but it was like right when Facebook started going to.
2: When's the last time you tried to log into your MySpace account?
4: <laughs> oh, no, I did. I did recently, um, just to see if I had any of my old pictures on. It's like it's just like a barren wasteland of your old profile. There's like a couple pictures. You got like six friends left. You you know, not even your top eight. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's evolved <laughs> or devolved. I think the last time I went and logged in, it was
2: a totally different platform. It was just all music. I don't even think my profile existed anymore. I couldn't find
4: yeah, it. Yeah. There's still some stuff on it, but yeah, it has, you know, cause remember I don't know what year, but Justin Timberlake bought it and tried to make right. it into just like a more music themed thing, which I think was what it was originally supposed to be something similar to that. Uh, but yeah, it's I don't think anybody uses it anymore.
2: My my last memory of my space was breaking up with this girl um that I really, really liked. And I did it for her own good because she was ten years younger than me. <laughs> and 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 not like me and Rach ten years apart. Like I was thirty something, she was twenty-one. So she had her whole life ahead of her and we were getting serious and I was like, I, I I'm not going to ruin this girl's life. I mean, she's got so much to, you know, so much to many things to do and she's going to want to be just tied to me. And I was like, that's not right. So I broke up with her. And plus there was this other girl I was dating that was equally as cool. And, but she was older, you know, she was about my age and she was, she had already passed that point of her life, you know, the, the 20 somethings. So, uh, and and I was head over heels with this, in love with this new girl. Like you know, I lo- I liked them a lot both, but I was really into this new girl. And I remember posting, like I post. It was the first time that I posted anything on social media with a a, a girl, because when I was married, I didn't have social media. Like I, I didn't I, I didn't believe in it. I, I hated it. And my what my wife at the time wanted to get MySpace, and I was like. What do you need MySpace for? Like if these people wanted to talk to you, they'd pick up the phone. You know, it was like an old kind of mentality. <laughs> um, and I was like, it's is not gonna be good. It's not gonna and, and it ended up, I was right. Like when she got onto MySpace, you know, and then we got divorced, and you know, she was she was she was searching for some D, I think. Um, but I remember the last thing that I did on MySpace, the last memory, is I when they allowed you to put music behind your profile. Oh, and yeah. I'm posting all these pictures with me and this new girl, not even thinking that this other girl that I just broke up with is seeing this, and it's kind of a slap in the face. And then and, and I felt horrible, but I just didn't look at it. that. I didn't think of social media that way. And then I posted, I think it was a song by Nickelback or something, and that was my last song, or Kid Rock, one of the two. And, 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 and then she unfriended me, and I could see it somehow. I figured it out. And I remember I reached out to her. I was like, why did you unfriend me? She goes, I just can't sit here every day and see you, post pictures, and then put that music on. I was like, what? That was my first dose <laughs> of, of the social media relationship backlash. I never even thought about that. And then, then it was Facebook from then on. You know, and that, things didn't get much better
4: <laughs> with Facebook. MySpace was kind of almost like the original TikTok because, yeah, you could put music on your page, but it was originally like a music platform, and uh, allowing you to put it on your page was kind of just to promote that person's music which is kind of like what tiktok does now or, or instagram reels they they have all the music on there and they allow it so you can promote their music or whatnot so they were ahead of their time at the time best social media platform right now nate is what
2: uh for me personally instagram all right brandon Ooh, uh
5: either tiktok or youtube
2: Okay, uh, Nikki.
1: For me, it's definitely Instagram.
2: Yeah, for me, it's Instagram too. I think Instagram is turning into what Facebook was considered for, like your like your generation as your generation gets older. So, Instagram to me would be a younger generation thing. You know, I'd be more of a MySpace Facebook guy, right? Nate would be more of the Instagram generation. Brandon would be more of the TikTok generation. And you kind of, it's kind of like music, right? Remember that that study or survey or that story? is like after 37, you're not interested in any new music. It's just how our brains tick. I think if they were to do a study about social media, it's the same thing. It's what you're used to. We as human beings are not, as much as we can say we love change, we love change, we love change, we're not built for a lot of it. So when there's something that we're comfortable with and we like, We like to stick with what works. And if your generation was an Instagram generation, Nate, that's what works for you. You know, you are tech brilliant. I mean, you can master any of the social media platforms, but that's the one you feel most comfortable with because that's the one you've been around the most.
4: Well, I mean, really, like, um, Instagram didn't start till I was in college. Uh, So I've kind of, like, my generation has straddled the, um the beginnings of the internet and then to to recent so like mm-hmm. i you know i started like i said with icq then went to um aol and then um friendster and all those different things and then facebook was the big one when i was finally allowed to uh, to be on because when it first came out i wasn't in college yet so i wasn't allowed to use it but i've migrated over to and i thought instagram was stupid when it first came out i, like, I did too why? I, took I was the like wow why am I going to post pictures? I can post pictures on Facebook. Why do I need another app to do the same thing? Um, But I've migrated over to Instagram mainly because I, even though obviously there is the still the bickering and arguing and fighting and whatnot, I felt like there was less of it because um, you can't like in the comments, you can't post a link or a photo or something like that, or some meme where you're making fun of somebody or whatever, even though there's that, you know, bickering, it's not as prevalent as it is on Twitter and Facebook where you can do all that stuff.
2: I wish they would take the messaging platform from Twitter and use it for Instagram. That's the only problem I have with Instagram. I don't like the direct messages because you have like two different, cat, three different categories. You know, you got primary, general and re- like I never get to if, if people message me on Instagram, I'm like five days late and I feel horrible.
4: Uh, just it's just to me, it's not user friendly. The Twitter you mess. Don't, you don't have the notifications on. Sure I get a notification I'm every time somebody messaged me. I'm sure I do, but.
1: He just ignores them.
2: No, that's not true. Yeah, I, I don't I, want I'm to pretty.
4: i inboxing him. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> and you can only get people in the other boxes if you put them in there. So they should all still go to the same folder. All right. Well, see, that's just me being stupid.
2: <laughs> I just don't know what's going on. It's, just, it's, it's probably the God's honest truth. Just don't know what's going on. All right. Going back to Elon Musk, the guy's got worth, I don't know, how much is he worth? You don't have any idea?
5: 200 and- Forty billion, billion, yeah, I think so. Maybe a little less. Okay. Well, he it, it fluctuates too, you
4: know, depending on how the market is. Um, but right now it says, yeah, two hundred nine billion. Okay, two hundred billion dollars.
2: That's ridiculous. You know, my my wife said this the other day because uh, the Powerball was up to over a billion dollars, and she goes, you know if 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 we won that we would just have to be careful of not spending it all right away you know cuz family's going to come out of the woodwork and you know and, and you know probably want to buy some lavish cars and this and I go you're not talking about a million dollars it's really tough to spend a billion dollars i mean it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 i don't want to say it's virtually impossible but it it's not an overnight thing i mean unless you're purchasing a company for a billion dollars right but to be a, a, a middle class person in which i am uh to to spend a billion dollars in a week is is a pretty tough task <laughs> you know my I, I do not i do not live a lavish lifestyle uh nor do I really want to live a lavish lifestyle to be, uh, truth be told so I'm not going out and buying you know a 000, five two hundred five two hundred and fifty thousand i mean even if you do do that. So what? I spent a million dollars yesterday. I have a billion dollars in my pocket. That's a lot that's a lot of money. It's very tough to go through. Yeah, it is. You know, so I had to explain to her. It felt like I was explaining it to a kid that didn't understand money. Like, you do we're talking about a billion with a B, right? You understand that. It's it's different than a million. Million dollars easily. You can go through it. Blow through it, not a problem. Billion dollars, not so much. It's it's gonna take a minute. You know, and I don't yeah. think our I I I don't think people in our family They'd be good with $5,000. Like, we could give them $5,000, they'd go away. Here's only a handful <laughs> of people in our family
4: that need money. You know? Yeah, it's like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet. You're like, oh, I got, I can eat whatever I want. And then you have, like, one and a half plates. And you're like, shit, I thought it would be easier than that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, if you're Elon Musk, you have $200 billion in the bank, what company would you buy just to change something? And what would that be? Like, you know, because a lot of people think... He's buying Twitter just, you know, for the freedom of speech conversation that we're, at. you know, that's well, I, I don't buy into that. I, you know, think that and think we're all on the same page. There's ulterior motives. There's a game plan. He's he's not an idiot. There's 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 more to the story. We just don't know it yet. And nor should he show us his cards because that's not good business. But let's just say we were vindictive, you know, like people think Elon Musk is and we're buying a company. Doesn't matter how much we spend. What company are you buying? What are you changing as soon as you buy it? Because that's the reason you bought the company.
4: Nate? Uh, I would say, I don't know a specific one, but I would say an airline. Um, I mean, let's just say Delta or United or whatever. Um, the things I would change would be uh, baggage. I think bags should be free. And um, I don't think that they should be able to sell more tickets or more seats than they have and then kick you off a flight that you have paid for. Like, that should not be a thing. I'm sorry if you're worried about somebody not showing up or canceling their ticket, but I shouldn't get kicked off something that I specifically booked. You provided me a service and, or you're supposed to be providing me a service. I paid for it. We held up our end of the deal and you're not. That's bullshit.
2: That's spoken like somebody that travels to Egypt and Greece. (laughs) For the rest of us, we're like, what the fuck are you talking about?
4: (laughs) You you guys ever been on an oversold flight where they're like trying to offer you money to get off? I have. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm just joking. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Okay. (laughs) So you're that passionate that you would spend, you know, what's Delta worth? You know, how many billions of dollars is Delta worth? You would spend, let's just say, $20 billion on Delta. I'm sure it's worth more than that, but $20 billion on Delta just to change those two things out of spite if you had the cash flow.
4: Yeah, it is uh, $20.5 billion, pretty oh, close. Wow, shit, look at that.
2: But that the answer to answer my question, you're so passionate about that, that's what you would do.
4: Yeah, that's what I feel like the biggest problem with all air travel is, is they're just dicks about it, and they know they have you over a barrel. It's like it's like getting food at a, a sporting event. They know you can't go anywhere else, so they're just charging you up the ass for it because they can. Right. All right, yep. Nikki?
1: For me, uh, I would buy McDonald's. The entire chain... F- if you have a french if you have mcdonald's i'm going to buy it i'm going to fire every employee there and i'm going to revamp and start from scratch i'm going to number 1 pay them more Just call and it i'm going to put them right and i'm going to put them through extensive customer service training mm. and when you come to my mcdonald's you're gonna get the best customer service you ever received in your life.
2: Okay, so it's the customer service customer at McDonald's.
1: Customer service. I want it changed.
2: Is, is the food? Does the food outweigh the customer service?
1: No, but I would try to go back to some of the original recipes that they used to have when I was a kid, because that's still what I picture in my mind when I go there. And then the food I get tastes nothing like it used to. So I'm revamping it all.
2: Would you bring back the styrofoam casing? Yes. Which is so horrible for the environment, the but it was... styrofoam
1: case, it made your food taste so good.
2: I agree. Your food tasted so much better. <laughs> that fish fillet sandwich in that light blue styrofoam, for some reason, so you felt like you were eating it in the ocean. <laughs> 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 I, I agree wholeheartedly. And the wax cups... You know, cut. The, the, there was like a wax on the outside. I mean, we all agree McDonald's has the best drinks, right? The best ice. The
1: best fries.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, maybe the best fries, too, for a lot of people. I agree. I love their fries And I'm as begging well.
1: back Ronald out on the playground because I think kids were nicer when Ronald was out there.
2: I, I I haven't eaten McDonald's in a very, very long time, but I did get a chance today to watch Nikki D devour her <laughs> McDonald's here in the Golden Scissors studio. She's got herself a, a McCafe, and then she pulls out this, you know, who doesn't like a McDonald's hash brown? But how do you eat it? Well, let me tell you how she eats it. She she lines that some bitch with some ketchup. She takes a bite. She lines that some bitch up with some ketchup. She takes a bite. And
1: I sprinkle salt on it. <laughs>
4: oh, I do the same thing. It's basically breakfast French fries. <laughs> it was it was a treat to watch that. I got to tell you. All right, Brandon.
2: What's the company? What would you change?
5: Uh, Well, first, uh, Nikki, I think yours is a good idea. I've always thought about having a sit-down McDonald's restaurant, like a really high-end one. But uh, I would have to say the cruise ship industry and then just change it to where uh, there's people that can just live on the cruise ship all the time and just, like, work from there. And then uh, companies could rent out office space to send their employees on, like, a vacation, but they're also working to kind of, you know, maybe increase productivity.
2: Well, why don't you just buy a cruise ship and then build a city and, you know, live, work, play, swim kind of
5: thing? (laughs) That'd <laughs> work too, but I need, you know, I need the money to buy a cruise ship. So that's what I use it for.
2: Uh, so I've got a couple of them. Uh, I'd buy Kroger and or Publix or, and, or any grocery store.
1: And what are you going to make the prices lower?
2: Yeah, actually I am. I'm yes. going to get, I'm going to give a discount to people that self-checkout.
1: I oh, d- great idea.
2: I it, You know what? You know, I might lose money in, in the short, in the, in the short sprint. But in the marathon, I'm going to make money by gaining customers. The first person that has self-checkout, I mean, and it's not just grocery stores, but the first company that has self-checkout and says that they discount their items if you self-checkout will win. Lowe's, you want to beat Home Depot? Do it. Kroger, you want to beat Publix? Do it. Guarantee it.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Because
2: You know why? Because it makes sense. Because... I, I'm going through a line and paying money for the service of you cashing me out. Right. So, I mean, and- I guess that you can look at it that way. I mean, technically, cause I know what Nate's thinking right now. He's like, fuck this man. The company po- pays yourself. Sa- you just go there. You know, the fuck you, you do it anyway. You know, that, cause that's, that's all Nate thinks there's nothing wrong with that by the way. Um, <laughs> but so like, in, you know, you kind of think of it as like, I'm going through, so there's a cashier. They're checking me out. I pay the price. So why should I pay the same price if I'm doing their job?
1: Doing their job. And then they're getting to the point now where they're having less cashiers to force you to go through the self-checkout.
2: Who was it? Um, Michael's. They just installed self-checkout at Michael's. Five and below (laughs) as well. Five. Everybody's doing it. I get it because you don't want the overhead and nobody wants to work, right? So I understand it, but you got a discount.
1: And five and below has no cashiers. It's awesome.
2: But you're still
4: getting the same item. It, it, why would you get it discounted? It, you, you both get whether, whatever line you go to, it's still the same item.
2: Because, again, I mean, whether this is true or not, the thought process is you're also paying for the service. So, And that might not be true, but I think a lot of people think that way, is that I'm paying for the experience, right? I'm go, Just like when you go into a restaurant, you're tipping. I mean, how many people tip at the drive-thru? No, you're not tipping at the. It's, you're getting the same food, but you're not. But you tip at the carryout. Uh,
4: I I do, but I sh- yeah. I
2: should not.
1: I don't. You know, yeah, most people do you, don't. Do you,
4: do you guys? So, but you guys don't have a problem with uh, pumping your own gas? Uh,
2: that's well. That's another thing. Is that back in the day, uh, and even in the state of New Jersey, they still have people that a uh, full service. To, if you go to a full service, it costs more. Just like um. A gas station, you'll see two different. Well, you see a bunch of different prices, but you know, for un, just normal, straight up in your face, unleaded. If you pay cash, still, it's a lot cheaper. Like now, it's. I mean, I saw the other day it was maybe twelve cents difference, which I'd never seen that much of a margin between paying right. cash and credit. But they bury that. You know, they 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 advertise the the price, but they bury the cash you know like they 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 bury the fine print cuz they're like holy shit 2 273 here and 319 over there well no it's the same price but if you pay the card cuz nobody pays cash that's the thing but if you the gas stations want you to pay cash they don't have to pay the credit card fee
4: yeah, yeah. So they usually advertise the cash price, Right. but then when you get to the pump, they charge you the card prices. Bastards! So
2: the you next, should buy that company. The next, the next company I'd buy is a gas station. Let's just say BP, for example, and I make sure that the gas types are in order on the pump instead of trying to be sneaky and trick you. Have you ever noticed that?
5: Oh, I hate that. When they put supreme or premium at the front, and they're like, shit, why the fuck is this $5? They're like, oh, it's premium, those bastards. So
2: our brains work left to right. That's why in magazines, when you open up a magazine, your eyes automatically go left to right. Advertising companies know that. So the the placement of ads in a magazine or a newspaper or any type of print will be done so you're going left to right. Okay? All right. Gas stations know the same thing. So when you go to the pump, you're thinking all the way to the left, you'll see, you know, it, it's, it's going to be 87 and then 89 and then 91 or whatever it is, but they mix it up uh, and, and everybody does it differently. So you have to, I mean, it's not a big deal. You just look at, you know, okay, this is the one I want, but I'm not going to lie. There's been some times that I've picked the wrong one.
4: Cause I'm just, I'm just, I just think that's the one there.
1: I've done that too. Cause I just We're, smashed the button.
4: Where are you guys going? It's it's always in numerical order. It starts no. 87, 88, 88, or 89, then 93. It's always like that. No, no
5: we got a couple gas stations here that. where it's
4: backwards. Yeah. It's, Google Google a, a gas pump. Every single one of them is like that.
5: I'll take and a picture got, today. I think you guys
4: are just stupid.
5: I'll take a <laughs> picture today.
4: Do
2: <laughs> you think I just made that up out of nowhere? Like, that's impossible. I, I that's impossible made, to
4: make up. If anything, the, the diesel is always on the left. That's so it fucks me up. I'm like, wait, do I grab the diesel one or the other one? <laughs>
2: and, and, and I've got two people that normally wouldn't back my play backing my play. Yeah, on he's this.
1: right. And Kroger's even gotten more sneakier with the gas. That's and where now I go. they ask you, do you want to use your 10 cent discount? Of course I want to use my 10 cent. So now they give you three options. Do you want to use nothing, 3 cents, or 10 cents? I'm like,
2: really, Kroger? Oh, you're missing the other thing that they do now. You actually have to put in the amount of the fuel scent. fuel perks that you want to use before <laughs> yes. it was hey you have 50 cents a gallon do you want to use it yes or no now they'll say okay this month you have 10 cents next month you have 20 uh 50 cents how much do you want to use you can put in 30 cents you might think that's good
4: but
1: there's a lot of a lot going on it's a lot going on. <laughs> it's
4: a lot going on for me to get my discount
1: it's out of control yeah they're trying to be tricky
4: i, I googled sure. uh, kroger's gas pumps Every single one of them go left to right.
1: We'll show you. Don't worry. I'm saying, I think you guys.
4: I think you guys are going to some scammer. Uh, one of those skimmer cards or whatever. <laughs> I didn't say Kroger. I said Kruger. You've never been to Kruger's gas
2: stations? <laughs> oh, yeah, down there on Freddy Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no nightmare on Elm. It's Elm Street. It's,
4: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. It's on the corner.
2: All right. The last company I'm buying is Facebook, and I'm going to put in a department that has telephones.
4: Pick it up if you have a problem. Yes, Yeah, yeah that was, that was going to be my second uh, choice. Yes. For the same reason.
2: None of these social media companies have anyone you can talk to. No one. Zero. So annoying too. And that's where, going back to the blue check, that does come into play. You know, when you have an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, none of them. I mean, you, you can't get on. Like, I'm having an issue with TikTok right now. Uh, and the the software that that the show uses to schedule social media posts, it doesn't connect anymore for some reason. And one's blaming the other, the other's blaming the other. So I'm like, well, let me get to the bottom of this. You know, let me go to TikTok and figure out what's wrong. With TikTok. they don't reply. Like I don't, like I, I'm searching for them. I can't even find them. There's nobody to there's nobody to help you. They want you to go yeah. into a community and post on a web board and stuff. I, I don't want to do that.
5: Yeah, they make you go through all these uh, predetermined questions like, does this help? Does this help? And then you got to be like, nope, that did not help. they would be like, well, what about this? Does this help? Does this help? And then finally they would be like, submit a request. Like, you bastards. <laughs> you know, I two weeks ago about my stream key, and I still ain't heard back from them.
2: Just answer the fucking question. That's all. <laughs> just just help me. That's all I want. It's just some help, please. Especially if you get banned and you have to, yeah. you know, I've, I, I got banned not that long ago. I forget what platform it was. And – I thought it was ridiculous, but I was like, who do I talk to? And so I think I found something or another and I, I appealed it and I won. I actually won the appeal. Um, or no, they took something. No, they took something down, but Facebook is trying to ban one of my, my, one of my profiles. And I don't know why, like I have nobody to ask, like, why? (laughs) I don't, I just got a message that says your, your, this profile has been banned, you know? So I don't know. Anyway.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand why they don't because there's almost 3 billion Facebook users. You would have to have... Such a large department to do that. I mean, and, and especially think about all the the dumb questions that you would get, or people that are tying up the lines. Yeah, I called someone a fucking asshole on Facebook. You would all ban me. What the hell? You know, and they, it just everybody be asking those stupid questions. But I do agree, there needs to be some kind of way you can get help if if you need help because it, it's really hard and it's frustrating.
2: Maybe not as many subscribers as Facebook, but Amazon probably comes pretty damn close. Uh, their customer service is excellent. Granted, it's outsourced, but the if you have an issue with anything Amazon, uh, just Google Amazon customers. I have it in my phone, and uh, because they're they're like when you try to return some stuff, there are, sometimes there are options that they don't give you. That you'll, I forget which uh, something I had was the guy left it out in the rain. It was like it didn't go under any of the categories. Mm-hmm. So like I yeah, fuck it, I'll call him. So I picked up the phone, got right through. Done it numerous times and they're like, Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll refund your, how do you want your refund back? You know, they ask the same questions. Do you want it on your credit card? Do you want it Amazon credit? They just put it back in the credit card and they'll usually ship it out a new package and give it to you for free which is pretty cool. Yeah. They give out shit yeah. for free all the time. They do. Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, and it, but it's like anytime you're spending money actually, cause Facebook, you're not paying them anything. So they don't help you out. But if you, uh, if you run Facebook ads on their business accounts, you can contact customer service for Facebook. Ooh, that's good to know. And I do. Yeah. Oh, nicely that's good. what happened with me when I was getting banned from my account. Cause it didn't know what they couldn't verify what country I was in. And I was reading all this stuff and they said, if you run, you can't talk to anybody obviously, but if you're running Facebook ads, they do have customer service cause you're paying them. Um, so they will help you out in that regard. So what'd you run an ad for? I just ran an ad I just picture of us at podcast and Poor's one, um, <laughs> for like a week for a week. And then I called and said, Hey, I can't run this ad on or this ad won't run on my account because, uh, my account says it doesn't know what, what country I'm in and it says right on it or whatever. And then they ended up fixing, it, I think.
2: Oh, that's brilliant. Nicely done. That's pretty good. Yeah. What, what, what were your, what was the button that you chose book now? or what like- no it, it was like
4: uh it was just kind of like to gain followers or something yeah. it was like you know listen to us uh you know podcast and just have the website on it
2: yeah there's the, i wish they would have an ad where they give you a button option to subscribe like for Ooh, for yeah. po- for po- like when they do that that'll be big for podcasters to advertise but right now they they only give you three options um you know i t- i do ads for paradise city and for the cabin, and obviously it's great because you can hit book now, and then it, it goes right to to our website, and you can book. But uh, it'd be nice to have, say, some, sub- or you could custom make the button, um, you know, like page or subscribe or listen or share or something like that. All right, Nate's Mexico moment. He's in St. Louis. I don't know how this is going to play, but here we go. And now a Mexico moment with
0: Nate.
4: All right, go ahead. All right, well, this is going to be an America moment with Nate, because um, this is actually <laughs> live in real time. Um, so, obviously, uh, as we spoke about before, uh, we are driving up to Iowa, taking some of our stuff from Atlanta, from the storage unit, and a nine-hour drive here to St. Louis. Um, so, we started off pretty early. I think we... We left at like eight a.m. We left Atlanta, and you know I drove uh, the whole way through. We just listened to podcasts usually the whole time, Um, and uh, so we get in about four or five, I think it was. And we booked a. We always book either at uh, if we're just staying like a night or two somewhere at Red Roof Inn or La Quinta because they're both um, they're they're both high class. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, they're both they're both pet friendly and they stay free because a lot of the hotels will say they're pet friendly, but then it's like $100 a night, $100 deposit on top of that. And they then, you know, the, your cheap hotel room is just skyrocketing. And it's not even worth it. So we all try to stay with them and, you know, we get points and everything like that. And, you know, you know how uh, these uh, the lower budget rooms are. They're very similar to um, maybe going on Spirit or uh, Frontier or something. Most of the time, it's it's okay. But every now and then, it's really not okay. <laughs> so uh, so we get to the red roof in here, and we check in. And we booked a king bed, um, non-smoking room. And uh, so we go to check into our room, open the door. And it kind of has this musty smell uh, of, like, cigarettes. Not like somebody had just smoked in there, but, like, it used to be a cigarette room, and it's not anymore. And so like all right, whatever. I get, you know, we're only here for a night. We'll let it go. And then we start like looking around and, uh, there's like, Oh, the, the bedspread Alexis always takes the bedspread off regardless. Cause she thinks they're gross. Cause she thinks they don't wash them.
1: They don't. I don't know. Do you
4: guys, they they don't. Know? they don't wash, them. but I use them anyway. Oh, Yeah. Um, and there, ours looked like Swiss cheese. There, there's so many cigarette burns in the bed. Like you could see, like it just looked like if you held it up in front of a light, it looks like the night sky. You just see a bunch of stars up there because there are so many cigarette holes in this bedspread. So we take that off. And then the sheets underneath it also have cigarette holes in it. And, uh, and the, the door handles broke. And then we go, we're like, whatever, we're just here for the night. Let's just watch some TV. There's no fucking TV remote. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and and it's mounted to the wall so I can't reach the button behind so we're sitting in this stinky cigarette room and I go to take a shower and there's just stains in the shower and Alexis closes the door and there is I thought it was brown paint splatter it's not it's it's old blood um, there's like blood spatter all down uh, the wall um, and then uh, uh, over here on the other corner I look behind the bed bunch of cigarette butts so our non-smoking room is not a non-smoking room. I'll tell you
2: this. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. You haven't you haven't lived until you stayed in a hotel room with dried blood on the walls. I've I've done that. It's yeah. there, there's something really disgusting, but something really cool about that. I don't know what it. I know it sounds very weird, but
1: nothing cool about that. <laughs> nothing cool about that at all. Well, and
4: the the ironic thing is, the last time we drove up to Iowa, we stayed in Nashville and here in St. Louis. When we stayed in Nashville the last time, Red Roof Inn as well, blood drips down the wall. So I think Red Roof Inn stands for blood. It stands for murder house is what it stands <laughs> yeah. for. It. <laughs> yeah, so Alexis went and complained last night, and she's like, listen, I get it. I know where we are, um, but this place is just unacceptable. It's, it's, you know, everything's falling apart. It stinks. Uh, there's just, bl- there's blood stains on the wall, all this, and he was like, Oh, well, we can move you to a different room. And we figured, no, I'm sure the rooms are you know all the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you because didn't want to,
2: you didn't want to move your stuff. So you have to, if you're going to complain, you have to be like, if you're going to, compl- that's why anytime you walk into a hotel room, you have to go through and check it right away before you get comfortable and yep. unpack. Yeah, and
4: you're totally right. She said, well, let's just see if they'll let us move rooms. Like, we already got our shit everywhere. We're only here for a couple hours. Somebody, like, the phone rings, and we pick it up, and then nobody's there. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because you can't just call a hotel room, typically. you got to call the front desk, and then they patch you through. And so it just happened not maybe, like, 30 minutes ago. And so she calls the front desk back, and she's like, who do you keep patching through to our room? And they're like, "We're, we're not patching anyone through to your room. So I don't know if this place is haunted or what. Um, but Alexis, uh, went down, went down to the front desk and bitched again, just came back up and they gave us our money back. So we stayed here for free. Did you pay for it in cash? No, we paid for it online, but they gave us cash back, I guess.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's That's insane. Well, you know, who's
4: calling you, right? The person
2: that got killed in the bathroom.
4: (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I mean, but how did they get there? Uh, Oh, oh, the the actual person that got killed. I thought you meant somebody that killed someone else. No, the
2: (laughs) the ghost is calling you because they want to see if you're still there. They want to come back in their room.
4: Yeah, you're probably right. I I was thinking it was a drug dealer at first, but now you're probably right. It's the ghost of the murdered guy. You should just start Um,
2: taking pictures of the room to see if you can get orbs in the photos. I guarantee there's a ghost (laughs) in that room.
4: Oh, you're right. I should do that. But this is uh, the conundrum I'm in now. So she's, she's upset. She's been writing this very long review. Do you you still post a negative review if you've been given your money back. No. no. Okay. That, that's what I was thinking too. Cause I feel like that's the compensation. Like don't talk shit about us. We'll yep. give you your money back.
2: Yeah, Exactly. And you didn't move. So now it's on you.
4: Yeah, so, and, and the the other caveat was, or the icing on the cake was, she went and looked in some of the other rooms. They're fucking gorgeous. They have like couches in there. Everything's brand new. I'm like, shit, we should have moved last night. You
2: you got the you got the red roof promo point room. <laughs> <laughs> That's the room you got. No, yeah. no, you don't. That is that is that is a unwritten rule. If you have a problem and you complain. Um, then you have to be prepared to either leave the premises, which is a pain in the ass and feel free to write any type, anything you want, uh, but, or move rooms. And if they're trying to rectify it, you know, because the front desk person and the, I mean, you don't know whose fault it is, right? It's the cleaning people's fault, but you you just, you can't, you don't have anybody to point a finger to. So if they give you every option to be comfortable and then give you your money back, it's a dick move to write a review, I think.
1: It is, and it a pisses me off every time they do it. Oh, that's like, right. You're in the business. I everything to help you, and you're going to still go write a bad review? Mm-hmm. Dummy.
2: We deal with it with a cabin. I mean, every once in a while, we'll get somebody that's disgruntled about something. Um, sometimes they're correct. You know, like uh, we've gone through numerous cleaning crews up there, and trying to get a good clear- cleaning crew in Fanning County, Georgia is... You have better luck finding eighteen diamond rings on the beach next time you go. I mean, it's just it's it's very very difficult. So you know, we apologize, we're sorry, but we don't want them to write a bad review. And on like Airbnb, Airbnb, you don't know what they write until you write it. So
1: you don't know what they write until you write it.
2: Yeah. So it'll say your guest just posted a review. You can't read that review until you post about them. Right. Oh. So you're not going back and forth and arguing um, this and this and that. So most of the time, very few guests that we've had, we've written a bad review. You know, it's usually just something kind of canned where it's like, really enjoyed the stay. They were great guests, blah, blah, blah. And then if somebody's not happy, then you go, wow, this place is a piece of shit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like on Airbnb how you only have like two weeks or whatever to leave the review or they like lock it. Because we stayed in one in uh, in Greece And, you know, obviously we were traveling around and stuff, so we didn't get to write to the review till we came back. And it wouldn't let me. And I even contacted customer service. I was like, listen, this lady, I had a great time at her place. I wanted to leave her a very positive review, but you won't let me. Can you unlock it? And they're like, no, we can't do that. They wouldn't even let me leave a good review.
2: Yeah. We we, we just had somebody recently that was, I mean, said the, like, we'd never had anybody say these things to us about our cabin. Like, just, it was, it was hell on earth to them. And, and and it blew my mind you know and some of the things okay uh, you know like I'm a, I'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a hotel snob i'm not so much an airbnb snob you know we've stayed at some airbnbs that did not live up to the expectations that they promoted but we're there it's going to serve the purpose blah 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 but our cabin is beautiful and and i mean like we do whatever we can to go over and beyond for guests and 99.9% of our guests have said, this is the nicest place I've ever stayed. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And the, this this girl and her mom were there, and it was like the cleaning people missed a few things. So I'm like, hey, I can get them to come back out. I'm sorry. And then it was like one thing after another, one thing after another. And I'm like, this is get you know. This is getting a little ridiculous. Like, you know, and I said here, I go here, and I just didn't want to deal with it. And, and, and it was a good about, a good amount of money, and it was during peak days, and we were losing our ass. But I just said, hey, look, here's the deal. If you're not comfortable, check out. I'll refund you all your money. And, uh, you know, I was like that. Did that's, they do it? Yeah, they checked out. Oh. I lost a, a good amount of money, too. Wow. But, I mean, it's like if, if it's not, I, 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 I'd I never heard these things about our place. Like, we take, pro- I took it personal. Like, we take pride in that. I understand the cleaning crew. That's not my, I mean, I guess it's my fault because it's my cabin, but let me rectify it. Exactly. I, and I called the cleaner, I said, look, this is unacceptable. I mean, this is embarrassing. Uh, we get the bad reviews. And she was very apologetic. She was like, I'm going to send two girls over right now. I said, great, stand by. I said, I've got, I, I know it's going to be an inconvenience. Just if you can give me, you know, a couple hours and, and we'll get it all taken care of for you. Not interested. You know, so I did what my I did my part and she did not write a bad review That was kind yeah. of understood
1: yeah because you gave her a money back
4: So instead I'm telling the bad review verbally yeah <laughs> <laughs> those city folk they just don't know how it is up in the mountains that's
2: right they, well there that's that's that no truer words could be spoken you know, you get some city folk that go up to the mountains and we, we I had a complaint from somebody that's like I couldn't believe the drive to the cabin. It was, it was, it was so rough. You went up a mountain. You, you purposely picked a, I mean, it's not rough. It's not paved, but it's a mountain road. Like you. Yeah. Did you not see the photos? You <laughs> picked out a cabin in the mountains. I mean, what did, what did you ex- like? they were upset that they had to drive up a mountain. <laughs>
4: like If it wasn't in the mountains, it would just be a house.
2: Yeah. And they're like, there were no lights that's what you're paying for. You're paying to be out in the middle of fucking nowhere in a luxurious cabin. And so nobody bothers you. That's what you, that's what you signed up for. And they're blaming us for the roads.
4: I'm like, you got to go. um, The fire pit was not made with uh, natural gas and the escalator wasn't even there to take me down to it. <laughs> well, there, well,
2: there's some things that they'll complain about that they just can't use. I mean, like I've hard lined the grill I hard lined, uh, the, the heater and I put in, put instructions, you know, just, just turn on the valve, light up the, you know, making it very simple. So we don't run out of propane or anything like that. Could, couldn't, couldn't work it. Couldn't figure it out. Don't stay here. <laughs> like, what couldn't you figure out the step-by-step instructions that are on a side? Like there are so many signs in that place. It's absurd. <laughs> it's like they're everywhere. Anyway, all right, uh, so that's Nate's Mexico moment. Let's talk to our guests, shall we? Hold up. Wait a minute. What? Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorney, self, so its personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm. Dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm. LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia,
0: if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't
5: because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins
2: Law Firm. LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time. Talk to Tyler. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy New Bertils Men's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva. When she comes on the podcast, I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Newberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia for well over a year with testosterone maintenance, but they do so much more than that with a weight loss program, sexual health, pain, and joint management. Newberty's Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Nuber T's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life. That's a true story actually happened to a listener, right? So right now, the Wellness Combine, get it for 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular pl- uh, price. Plus, mention the BS podcast and get 10% off that price. But you got to mention the BS podcast. Go to menswellnessleague.com. Hit that schedule button.
4: Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcast the
0: It's
1: better than radio.
0: And back to you, Jason. <laughs>
2: Got a new show on Netflix that you can get addicted to. We always talk about finding new shows. Uh, This one's awesome. (laughs) I would have, you know, I would have never known about it unless, you know, our booker pitched uh, Australian crocodile wrangler Matt Wright to me. And he's like, he wants to come on to promote wild croc territory which is on netflix so i sat down and watched it my wife yelled at me because i couldn't get away from the television <laughs> uh matt the show is phenomenal but on a scale of one to ten with ten being the top how crazy are you
3: right uh, no not crazy at all it's jason thanks for having me um good to be here now it's it's hey it's like any job if you know what you're doing you're good at it. If you don't know what you're doing, you're bad at it. So I have spent a lot of years working with wildlife. Well, I started with deadly snakes when I was six years old. I was catching brown snakes, taipans, death adders, tiger snakes, and it just grew. And um, I, as I got older, the, the wildlife got bigger. Um, now we're catching 18-foot crocodiles, and uh, its uh, I've got my wife involved. <laughs> well,
2: well, beef cheeks was, what, 15 feet, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think he's a bit over fifteen foot. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a large large croc. So what's that? About four and a half meters.
2: Uh, yeah, I think you guys said five on the show. Yeah, and I'm sitting five here going, minute, yeah. "All right, guys, we need to start talking in feet. We need to start talking in pounds. Like, what are
3: you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're looking at well, you know, he's uh, he would have been about two thousand pounds. So Damn. close close to a ton. He's so- um, he's, he's a massive crocodile, beef cheeks, and. So that was a, yeah that that's the first episode that's the one that nearly, oh we we can't we can't say too much we can't let too much out of the bag can we no I mean
2: it's I mean it's kind of self explanatory but this is with crocodiles and you know here in the United States we deal with alligators I've spent most of my life in Florida so I'm very familiar with gators yeah um but there's a big difference between gators and crocs <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: there is
2: right I mean as far as an aggression side of things you know not that alligators are docile by no stretch of the imagination they're territorial like crocodiles but crocodiles you know you get you get you get close to them they're going to come after you
3: yeah yeah there's not much forgiveness in a croc um and you know all- alligators are uh, I, I think i don't know maybe full weather or something but they, they are they're not as aggressive as what you've got for some reason the saltwater crocodile is one it's it's the largest largest reptile on earth and um oh so, sorry it's not the largest reptile but it's the largest crocodile on earth and it's the most aggressive and um in northern australia if you end up in any of the waterways it's um there's not too much coming out of that
2: oh well, look at that my, my producer and my co-host nate joins us from mexico where i don't think they have crocodiles or alligators in mexico do they nate
4: oh no we have crocs oh do you do yeah, yeah. At, uh, I know on Cozumel we do for sure. Oh, well, we had we were right. at the beach and they made us come in.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll meet Matt Wright. You call him, him and his people will come and relocate the damn thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it looks nice where you are. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> so,
2: so, so watching the show, you know, I was sitting there watching it. and My wife was like, you know, okay, you know, honey, we got to eat dinner. We, we got to, I was like, no, I, I got to just get through this episode. Got to, I mean, that's how addicting this uh, Wild Croc Territory is on, on Netflix um, with Matt Wright and his crew. And she asked the question, she goes, why are they doing this? You know, why are they, pu- you know, putting the cage down? And why are they wrangling this crocodile? Why are they doing all that? I mean, this is very dangerous stuff. She's like, why? And I told her, I said, because they're relocating. She goes, but why? <laughs> so why yeah. why do people call you?
3: Well, it's- <laughs> It's looking after the, the people and, and the crocs like if um, you've got an apex predator out there and he's chewing up your cattle, your horses your, you, you know your domestic livestock um, yeah and, and potentially going you know attack a human you, you've got to remove it but instead of just shooting it and killing it these some of these animals are between 80 and 100 years old. You Know they're an Australian icon. You we want to look after these guys, and we've just spent the last 40 40 years bringing the crocs back from 3,000 up to a back to a stable level. So, you know, that's why we are out there now looking after the the wild population of crocs. Is you know, we, we don't want to see them get shot. We a lot of tourism revolves around massive crocs, and you know, they're, they're a fascinating animal, they're, they're the last dinosaur.
2: So, if a crocodile does take a life, uh, do you you put it down, right? I mean, afterwards, yeah. You have
3: unfortunately, to... it's a bit of an eye for an eye there, um, which is, I you know, I believe it's a bit of a a, a uh, small mentality to do that. But um, unfortunately, that's just the way that the crocodile code of practice happens. If if a croc does take a human then the humans go out, they they don't just shoot one croc, they'll usually shoot about 10 crocs in that same area just to get that one.
2: Is that something that you try to fight?
3: Yeah, I do, I do, but it's hard hard to fight the task force with they're all trigger happy and they want to get out there and shoot shit. That's
5: that's what we do, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's how it. You had mentioned at the beginning of this conversation that you started out around all kinds of wild animals. Was your dad, your mother, your uncle, your grandfather? I mean, were they doing the same type of thing, or were you just Uh, a fan of people that did what you did do now on television?
3: I think you know I watched a lot of Outback shows when I was when I was a kid. Wanted to head up north, but just had a passion for wildlife, the environment. Um, and just the, the great outdoors, and um, you know, loved it. And just watching, watching the uh, destruction of our environment now over the last sort of twenty years, from when I've originally sort of started looking at it all, um, is devastating. It's just, you know, we're we're on a on a pretty good path of destroying every natural habitat that we have left on Earth.
2: Yeah, you you live in what the Northern Territory in Australia, right? And you have. Uh, yeah. a lot of land and, and a lot of different things that are going on and uh, res- uh, trying to help out all these animals and the wildlife, so on and so forth. Uh, you're married and you have a child and your wife was a city girl that you tra- So more importantly, like the the, the, <laughs> the, the wrangling the crocodiles, you wrangled this beautiful woman from the city and you turned her into uh, an outdoors woman
3: how did you do I know, that I think, did... I think she's regretting the uh, the decision now uh, <laughs> no she, uh, she 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 grew up a bit in the outdoors as well she lived on a few aboriginal communities um as a kid she loved it but her you know her later childhood was um in the city around perth in in western australia and uh, unfortunately for me i i had to fly down there to go and sort a bit of business out and I met her at that at that point in time and, and convinced her that uh, the outback of Northern Territory was a good place to live and, and hitch up with, with the crocodile, crocodile hunter. Um, (laughs) There's gotta be,
2: there's gotta be more to that story because on the, on the first, I think it was the first episode of season one, you know, she kind of briefly talks about how you two met. She's like, he flew in on a helicopter and (laughs) it was like love at first sight. And I'm like, "Eh, I don't know about that. I mean, he's a good looking guy and he's very charming and very charismatic, but, he lives, you know. Out, this is two. the two totally different worlds. You. How, how did you woo her? What did you do? In- now,
3: I don't know. I don't. I, we. You know, we're back and forth for a bit. Yes, I did fly into a remote island where she was having a, a, a raft up a big boat party with all her friends. I was about five boats all rafted up. All her mates playing all the tunes, and I sort of landed on the beach and started on over. Um, <laughs> <That's so badass. laughs> I was actually there. To sort out one of my business partners at the time, well, not to really pick up chicks, but uh, <laughs> I got rid of the business partner and picked up a chick. Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get any cooler than that. Crocodile <laughs> wrangler lands on beach. I'm assuming you're flying your own helicopter. Comes yeah. off comes off the helicopter, and your wife, with all due respect, is extremely attractive, and she's out there <laughs> partying with her friends. I'm guessing there was probably a guy around her that was interested it or her boyfriend at the time. This dude comes off a helicopter and she's like,
3: oh <laughs> yeah, there was that was a whole heap of seagulls sort of fluttering around here, I could tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they all got pretty disgruntled when I showed up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it'd be intimidating too if you're the guy that likes likes her. You know, it's like, oh shit, I ain't got a chance in hell now.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it was um it was all pretty sealed and dealed at that point of time and but she was going to London. That, that was the big breaking point, that she had a job in London. Mm. And I was like, oh, Jesus, if she goes to London, she's going to meet some bloke over in London and live there some mundane life. With, I don't know, whatever you do over in London. But <laughs> um, I said, so I convinced her. I said, well, London or come... Try it out up here in the Northern Territory and she did. And, but it's, it's great. And we've actually just moved down to the Gold Coast. We'd, um, she's just about to have our second child down there, a little girl. Uh-huh. Um, but um, yeah, so. She's down in the Goldie now, right on the beach. The little boy, little Banjo's learning to surf. He's doing martial arts. He's got a cool little school up in the hills he's going to. Loving life. And um, when I get back, I'll take him back up north and we'll go and chase a few more crops.
2: How'd you come up with Banjo? I love the name, by the
3: way. Well, it was a bit of a toss-up because I was going to call him Tarzan. But Kaya, Kaya's like, not a bloody chance that you're gonna (laughs) call our son tarzan i was like come on we just call him tarz for short like no one needs to know he's tarzan just tarz or something you know um nah, nah. so she made i've got a, i've got a 17 18 foot crocodile called tarzan um and a kid called banjo
2: <laughs> well you know in one of the uh scenes that you know you go down and, and you you have your family with you and you're going to do some fishing and then you see some bubbles and there's a croc in the area that shouldn't be there. So you're by yourself. You don't have your crew with you. And when you do this, you know when you got when you guys are watching the show, he's got all these you know guys with him, his crew. But your wife is very skilled in the outback. I mean, she knows how to hunt. She knows how to she knows how to help you out. So you got to take the but but banjo's with you, and not very far from the crocodiles. Um, is there a safety concern at at, at you know? at any time that the croc's going to, you know, bite through the duct tape or go crazy or something?
3: No, no, that's, um that was quite, yeah, that was a bit of an effort that catching that croc without the team.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh But, um, Bando was great. He, um, he knew, he knew the dangers and he stayed up the top, just walked along, watched what Mum and dad were doing. Obviously we still got our film crew and that behind the scenes. And, but he, um, he was great. He just, sat there, it was you know, told Mum he had a poo in his nappy and <laughs> needed <to> change. <laughs> and it wasn't the right time. But um that I remember catching that croc. Jeez, that was hard work because, yeah, doing it all by well, with Kaya. but you know, there's a there was a bit of effort went into that one. But um, we've still got that, that croc, um now. I didn't um he came back to our park with us. So that was our third time catching that croc over a period of about four years, five years, because I kept putting him back in the main lagoon, and he kept ending up back in those in that sort of stretch of waterway. And um, yeah, I, I didn't realise he was in there when I when we were trying to get a bit of bait. But do you t- do, you, anyway.
2: do you tag them when you catch them?
3: No, the reason I knew this one was. Um, uh, I'd caught him before. Um, he he came out of a um, there was a crop farm nearby, and I'd recognized that crop before. He's only short, stumpy, but had a bit of his tail missing. And uh, but there's a farm there probably 40 years ago, and a few of these crocs, oh, quite a few, I think, must have got out. And I've caught a lot of them since then. But um, yeah, he was he was one of them, hmm. and that uh, the last time I let him go, he um, tried to chase me back up the bank, not go into the water. And at that point, I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't let him go because he's a bit of a safety risk. So this time, when I realized it was the same croc, I was like, well, you know what? You're coming back to my place. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's crazy. Nate, you have a question for Matt?
4: Yeah, Matt. So uh, with crocs, is it is it like other animals where – like most of the time, if you leave them alone, they're going to leave you alone. Or if you're anywhere near one, you should just get the fuck away as soon as possible.
3: (laughs) No, no, you're, you're right there. Nate, a lot of times there you'll see crocs and they'll jump in the water. They'll swim away. But if you jump in the water with a crocodile, yeah, there's not too much of a chance of you coming, coming back out. We had an incident there quite a few years ago. Um, and it's funny. It's, it's a couple of local fellas. Um, swam across a well-known croc-infested river. They got across, and they saw about a 15-foot croc sitting on the bank. They then decided, instead of walking across the bridge, to walk back over, decided to swim back. That was the fatal mistake. Mm. They jumped back in to swim back, and the slowest swimmer got gnawed by the croc.
2: Wow. Wow. I had a a buddy years ago um, that I kind of worked with, his son was at a birthday party. This is in central Florida. They're on the lake. And his uh, son at the time was eight, nine, something like that. And somebody screams gator and everybody starts to get out and he doesn't make it. And the gator got him. And it was the, the worst time ever. Just all of us going to the funeral. And, and I mean, this poor kid who's in the water, but that's, you know, if you've been anybody that's listened spending any time in Florida, and I'm assuming it's very similar to Australia. I mean, you go out in the ocean You've got great whites. You've got great whites here in the United States off the ocean. You're going to still do what you're going to do and just hope for the best. You can't be, I guess, afraid. But, I don't know, it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense in Florida. You're swimming in lakes when you know gators are in there. It just doesn't make any sense.
3: Well, no, it doesn't. But I think gators, too, show, show themselves a lot more prominent than than a um, crocodile, saltwater crocodile. So, I think gators sort of poke their heads up a bit and look around before they they come into attack. Um, whereas a, a saltwater crocodile, he will do the same, but from a longer distance. And then once he get earmarks his prey, he'll drop down under the water and then come and come and grab you from underneath.
2: Have you ever seen that? Oh, I'm sure you have, but it, you know, in, in real life, you're out there and you're looking for a croc, and you watch the croc mark his prey and then go after it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I watched a couple of dingoes there one day. They chased a wallaby, a small kangaroo, down and the, it, it was either the, the, the dingoes chasing it or jumping in the water and swimming across the channel. And I was just there <laughs> flicking a line trying to catch a fish. And um, sure enough, I was like, we all had bets on I was like, this thing's not going to make it. And I was like, no, nah, he'll make it, he'll make it. And out of the blue, you didn't even see the croc. It just, this thing just disappeared, just like, boom, just gone. And that was it. There was no no other sign marking it just went underwater and you never saw it again
2: it's so powerful i mean when you watch it it's it's really amazing and you on, on your show wild croc territory when you set up these cages you also have the trail cams which is yeah i mean th- those things have excellent i mean the ones you have at least i mean are they're like 4k and you yeah. get you get to watch this croc go after the bait in the cage and then you know tassel around and go crap, just how powerful these things are. And you talk about often, you're like, even if the jaws are duct taped shut, you can't stand on each side because if that crock goes left or right, it's breaking your leg in half, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, you got to understand, you know, you've got a head that's, you know, close to a meter long and probably half a meter in depth by, you know, probably, you know, it's, it's, it's solid bone. It's mm. this thing weighs probably fifty kilo, and when it swings its head, it was you know, it'll snap your legs in half straight away. Like even taped up, like it doesn't need its teeth, it'll swing its head around, and then you, you get to see a lot of <clears throat> a lot of that on the show. And wild wild crop territory, you you see the power of these animals when they're trying to bust out of traps. <clears throat> we had one crop there we called Houdini, and for the life of me, I could not keep him in a, in a trap. I, I caught him about three times, and the last time we caught him, um, Willow wasn't there. I think he, I think he had coronavirus at the time. <laughs> he couldn't come out. But we actually caught him, and uh, he, um, I was trying to pull him out. Anyway, he, fl- he hit me in the water there and knocked me on my on my ass into the water. Luckily, Jock had. Just enough time to pull his head away. Otherwise, he would have grabbed me right there and then. Because I saw his head right here at me just snap as his tail flicked. His tail flicked me that way around the tree, flicked me towards him, his head, and then he came around and tried to snap me. That was, uh, I was like, whoa, well, that was very close. And uh, thank Christ, Jocko was there to pull him to the side.
2: This is pre filming, I'm assuming.
3: No, this is on the
2: show. Oh, this is going to be, okay, so I haven't gotten that part yet. I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. This is good. I mean, it's not good for <laughs> you, but it's good for us. To watch. Who's, who's the guy in your crew that lost the fingers? And he's like, it's okay, just as long as I don't lose an arm or a leg, uh, but the fingers yeah. can go. Who's that guy?
3: Yeah, that's Jock. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a hardworking guy, and he's okay with losing his finger. Were you there the day he lost his fingers?
3: No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. He did that. He did that well before I knew
2: him. So. Okay. That was from a croc.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a vibe. It might not be from a croc. I'm getting a vibe that he just doesn't know how to use a handsaw or something.
3: I think I think it was a power saw. A power saw. <laughs> yeah. He keeps telling everyone it was a croc. It was croc but, <laughs> but it was a power saw. I'm like, I was like, well, you weren't working with crocs before you started working with me. So how was it a croc? If you didn't know how to work with him before you started working with me, so, but um, it's always a good story. He comes up and he's got his he's got his little Fed digits sort of hanging out there, and- <laughs> <laughs>
2: looking like Spock from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: These yeah.
2: these guys that you that you that work, I mean, they work for you, right? They they work for you. Um, it, for some reason, I don't know if you've seen the show Yellowstone, right? With Kevin Costner, it's on Paramount but like I'm looking at these guys working with you and it's like the Australian Yellowstone. These are like wranglers that come to help you and you know, maybe drifters or whatnot. Were these educated guys or long, uh, long time friends? Uh, who are these guys?
3: We're all good. We're all good buddies. Um, we've, we've known each other for years. We're all good mates. And, um, catching Crocs is just favorite pastime. Really. We just love getting out there and doing it. And, uh, Having the guys that you trust and and that can do it with with or without you there is is great.
2: You definitely have to trust somebody when you're catching these things. I mean, you, oh, totally, yeah. totally,
3: you have to. Yeah. You know, like, um, you couldn't do it without that.
2: That's why you were having some issues with your your wife's brother, your brother in law, when he came in. You're like, oh, I don't oh know Finny. If
3: yeah, yeah Finney, I don't know we, if Finney's going to last We still here. have a few problems with Finney. So we'll get over that.
2: Fin- <laughs> Finney means well. He's always smiling. <laughs>
3: yeah, he's got the shit-eating grin on his face the whole time, don't he? But hey?
2: you could tell how irritated you guys are with Finney, and even with the edits of the show, you know, you could, you, it's like, it's the facial, uh, the face cuts, you know, you go from what, this side to this side and you're like something happened in the middle that just pissed everybody off and you
3: can tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a common occurrence. And he, uh, he continues to keep that trend going. <laughs> poor Fiddy. Uh, oh, poor Finney, Poor me. He's my brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, poor you then.
4: Uh, Nate, any more questions for Matt? Yeah, are crocs, like, um, in the wild, you always see them hanging out on the banks together. Are they are they solo hunters, or are they pack-type of hunting?
3: No, they're, they're all solo. They'll um, they'll try and um, take down a, an animal themselves. Once they've had a feed, then the others will move in. Pecking order, the biggest croc gets the food first, and then the smaller ones will come in after that. But, no, they are solitaire animals. Um and you know, you get one big apex predator, one big apex male in one area, and then he will service probably seven to twelve females in that area, depending on what other males around. And then they they've got their little um, areas, and when they when they cross over areas, then it's like a big heavyweight um, match. You know, they really go to town on each other
2: uh explain how this works when somebody needs a croc relocated is there like oh, do they call it phone numbers like 1-800 get croc or something and then no, when you show no. up and then ha- is there payment for it do they pay you to do this i'm assuming
3: they do. i used to, i used to i used to do it for a job like a a paid job now it's um we just swing out there and just lend a hand and and remove the crocs it's, instead of going fishing we go catch a big croc
2: that's in, in, in but so what do you do for a living then
3: we, we've got a lot of businesses in the Northern Territory and as you watch through um, Wild, uh, wild crop Territory, you'll see the businesses that right. we run. A lot of it's based on tourism and I've, I've got my own crop park with some of the biggest crocs in the world there where I take people and show them. Um, I've got helicopter businesses, tourism businesses, um, TV businesses as well. So there's a lot, lot of stuff going on in the back end of what outside of just chasing crocodiles around the flat.
2: So how did this show come about, and you're able to do a deal with Netflix? I mean, did you have a well, relationship before?
3: No. So we've done a number of shows on National Geographic.
0: All
3: right. So that was called Outback Wrangler, and um, it's just hard to find on that Geo. You know, you, I don't know how you how you find it, um, and. Moving across to Netflix gives us the flexibility and, and the freedom to change up the, the concept a bit and having it more um, appealing to families and a different demographic rather than just serious croc hunters sort of catching out. You know, it was, now it's um, it showcases some of the businesses, uh, our family life, and of course, catching some of the world's biggest crocs.
2: I think you should have a spin off show called Wild Croc Territory Jr and have Banjo yeah. <laughs> catching small little baby crocs and lizards, because I find yeah. it fascinating to watch kids catch lizards. It's
3: yeah. A, it's very now, fun. It'd be in it. You'll see on that, uh, I think it's on the show, but um, you'll see him uh, pulling on the tail of about a 14-foot python there that was uh, in our accommodation block.
2: Yeah, well, the the, the scene where, or the, the part where, uh, your wife and, and her brother and Banjo go to one of your the park and there 's a small like introducing him to crocodiles and there 's this baby crocodile. And that was another moment. My wife walks in the room, and the damn thing's running across there. I mean, jump it. I mean, it's jumping out of the water. Yeah. And she's, she's like, "What in the what the shit is that?" <laughs> I said, "It's a crocodile." She goes, "What?" I said, "Yeah." I was like, "You gotta, you gotta stop doing what you're doing. You gotta watch this show. This is fantastic. It's great. Uh, you got a little yeah. bit, of, a little bit of everything in there." Um, so when I was doing some research on on you and the show, when got, given this opportunity, I ran across the news story, uh, and I don't know anything about it. And if if it's a sore subject, please tell me. I, I don't know, but I know your name was involved in the um, uh, Outback Wrangler cast. That's not you, but Chris Wilson. But your name is mentioned in the story about the yeah, helicopter like- crash.
3: Yeah, so Willow, just after we finished filming, and um, that's where, yeah, Willow was out with a few of the other boys on another job and, um, yeah, died in a helicopter accident. And it is definitely, it's, it's a, it is it's a big sore point for us, our family, our friends. You know, I've watched Willow grow up over the last 20 years um, and he's been, you know, passionate about catching crocs and living a pretty wild adventure. And we were in business together for a while in a big earth moving company. I, I got out of it. He stayed in it. Um, he had his family he left behind his wife and, and a couple of kids. It's, you know, it's tough, but we are, um, we're working through it. And um, yeah, it's not, you know, it's just one of those, one of those things. Unfortunately, you, we uh, deal in these machines every day of our life and you don't sort of expect the unexpected.
2: Yeah, and I'm sorry to hear about that. And and I, I saw the story and I saw your name mentioned and I was trying to put it together and um I guess there's charges and there for other got people involved and but it was like there's been a court order not to talk to you from the people that are involved. I was like this is a this is a thing. Um
3: yeah, so so there's there's a bit of a bit of chat about that and it was because we were first on scene um, you know, it was we we had to um cover his body and, and load him into the into the flight, into the um rescue chopper and stuff. So, you know, the police are investigating, it's ongoing investigation. It's you know, it'll it'll take its course over time and the cops will get what they want to get and, and we'll we'll move on. But yeah, it's it's a bit shitty because it's hard to grieve Willow when when the cops are trying to do an investigation at the same time and there's you know, you, you you don't get rest on, you know, rest on the family. Don't get rest because, you know, he he was a he was a public figure, and mm. and as soon as something like this happens, that's that's all they want to sort of harp on on, on that is, you know, on his profile and and obviously mine as well. So, so
2: what, what's but, the invest? I don't understand what the investigation would be for him. Mean, it was an accident. He died. He,
3: yeah, that's right, and we don't understand that either. So, uh, we're just working with with him now. A lot of it. Because there was a copper there, he didn't probably do exactly what a cops were meant to do. And it was in the middle of the bush. Other cops weren't there. So they're, they're trying to work out what, how, what was going on.
2: How does that work in Australia when you're, you know, in the outback, in the bush, you know, and wherever in the middle of nowhere, you know, police presence. Is there, do, do they have, you know, carte blanche over everything or how does that work?
3: I'm not sure. That's all <laughs> that all that all that side of things is still new to me. We're learning a lot through this, yeah. And um, you know what what you can do and what you can't do on an accident site. And unfortunately, probably some of the stuff that we we did at the site wasn't in protocol to what the the police would have wanted us to do. And that's that's what they're looking into.
2: So where do you go from here with the, I mean, this show is obviously, well, in my opinion, it's going to be very successful on Netflix. So you continue to obviously record seasons, but with shows like this and a guy like you and a crew like you got, um, there's just so much material there. I mean, when you do one of these shows, the first thing that a lot of these production companies ask for is like, all right, what's the character building, who's who, what's what, and you've got all those pieces with charisma that everybody possesses. So is there other plans for different shows down the road?
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, um, the show is based around Kaya and and myself and our family and the croc side of things and the catchings, just you know, the team that we work with at the time. Uh, and, um, you know, Willow was definitely a larger than life character and brought a lot of life to the show, so it's definitely dearly going to be dearly missed. And, you know, it was, um, it was hard to come to terms when the show was coming out and Willow's not there to enjoy the, right. you know, what we'd created. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, yeah, we, we will. We'll move on and we'll we'll make another show and, um, make, you know, in, in remembrance of Willow.
2: Yeah. I, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I've never seen this before. When you're taking your guests out that are visiting your park on an airboat and you go and you see the croc that is missing like half of its jaw bone. yeah bone crusher and yeah. the croc is 20 plus yards away from you sees you comes right up to you like a dog
3: yeah And
2: yeah. and 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 almost says hey i missed you matt you know it's good yeah. to, that's um, well, amazing to see that
3: yeah it was and he'd been with us for Ten years, unfortunately, only a week ago or two weeks ago, he uh, he was all he, he was killed by another croc, um, which was absolutely devastating because everyone loved Bone Cruncher. He was like you said, he was like a dog. I could jump in the water with him. I could work with him. He'd come up. He'd hang out. Nothing was too hard for him. But um, yeah, another croc moved into his territory and killed him only a couple of weeks ago. How
2: how, uh, how often do crocs act like that?
3: Oh, every year.
2: No no no, as, as far as Bone Cruncher goes. Oh,
3: Bone Cruncher, they don't. You just you don't see that ever. Yeah. So it's it was it was quite unique to to see to have that crocodile and you know, he was a favourite for um for the guests coming out. Um we've got we've got a lot of other crocodiles there but nothing like what Bone Cruncher was.
2: You can't train a croc like you could train a dog. No, right. No, no.
3: they got got a very small brain, and they only focus on one thing, and that's food. food. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's why, like, when you see these different parks, you know, in Florida, they've got gator land, and it's all about, you know, throwing the chickens up in the air, and the alligators jumping in the air and catching the chickens. Like, Oh, my God, they're trained to jump in the air and get the chickens.
3: That's just what they do. That's just
2: what they do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: It's not not like teaching a dog to catch a frisbee or something.
2: Uh, Before we let you go, Nate, any more questions for Matt?
4: Yeah, how do crocs have sex? Do they they do like doggy style or do they go belly to belly? They go croc style.
3: Uh, croc style, mate. Croc In the style. water. Yeah, Just a, a bit of a belly dance, a little bit of ballerina.
2: And do they do the right. the, the, the the croc roll, right?
3: That's it. Yep. they'll, they'll wrap each other's tail around, and all oh, mate, was fucking you know, we'll slip his stalk, stalk around the side and. Any guys? Yeah, that's
2: a dumb question, Nate. You know damn well you've got uh, bookmarked websites for this kind of stuff. You know,
3: freak. <laughs> well, I just I know the hole's on the
4: bottom, so I figured they couldn't <laughs> jump on the back unless they're real long. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I didn't... No, I you, didn't see, you see them going toe-to-toe, especially this time of the year. They're, they're getting it on.
4: I didn't know you had
2: Crocs in Mexico. I know that, like, very... Very rarely, there'll be some, you know, you'll somebody will say they'll see one in Florida or this and this and that for whatever reason, but I didn't know Mexico had, I mean, I never thought about it, I guess, but.
4: It, yeah, like I said, in Cozumel, I know they have them for sure, and then like a couple months ago, there was one on the beach in Cancun. Yeah.
3: Yeah, there's, there's a few crocs get around that country.
4: Do people call yeah. you from other countries to come and take
2: care of their croc problem?
3: Yeah, yeah. I've been in Congo and South Africa, Borneo, Asia. Yeah. Wow.
2: Oh, so you're the guy. Like if, if I have a Croc problem.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to, no, it's good. It's good fun to travel and set up a new challenge.
2: Has, uh, has the brand Crocs tried to endorse you?
3: Oh, I haven't heard from them, and yeah, that's interesting. I've heard from every other brand, but not them. That's so stupid!
2: Oh my god! Like you've got a successful show on Netflix. You are the leading crocodile wrangler, and this, the the brand Croc has not reached oh. out to you to wear them on the show. Even uh, Will- big- Will-
3: Willow was the big uh, big Croc wearer. He used to get around in his Crocs every day.
2: Yeah, or IZOD, you know, to, to have you wear it. Well, that's an alligator, but still, either way. All right, uh, Wild Croc Territory. It is currently streaming on Netflix. Uh, he is Matt Wright, and it is a fantastic show. And, to you know, it's fun for the fans to watch the Crocs and, and fight and and, and and bite and do all this stuff, but the message, Matt, overall, is that you want to show people that they're animals. They deserve to live. We You relocate them. You do it with care. And to try to look at these animals in a different way than how they've been portrayed for for numerous years, right? Oh,
3: totally. But well, it's not just the crocodiles. Crocodiles just one one animal that we work with. It's the it's the whole box and dice the the world that we live in now. The habitat that we're destroying daily. You know, the con- consumption that human the human race is doing it's, it's just trying to slow slow people down and just say, hey, enjoy what we have. We, there's there's no race to the end of the world.
2: Yeah, that's a great message, too. And you see that in the show. Um, you know, I mean, you're eating your own food that you kill. You know, the wife goes yeah. out, kills some geese, you cook it up, yeah. and it's delicious.
3: I might <laughs> yeah. get frowned on in Central Park if I knock off a squirrel and start roasting it <laughs> in, in the park.
2: No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can Paul Hogan the situation, you know, and he was yeah. in New York, right? I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to blend in and do your thing as an Australian guy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rifting a, sk- a squirrel on a, on a spit rice probably isn't so much blending in.
2: Yeah you gotta, you got to find a bad guy, knock him out with a can of whatever, like he did in the movie, and then, you know, pull out the, this is the this is a knife, you know, that <laughs> this line. Is the, this yeah, is yeah. a knife.
3: Yeah, you, you'll see me on the front page getting locked up. <laughs> NYPD. <laughs> all right. Uh,
2: Matt Wright, thank you so much for the time. I know you got a very busy media schedule, and I appreciate you spending the time with us. Best of luck to the show. Again, Wild Crock Territory on Netflix. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, hopefully, all right?
3: Thanks, Jace. Thanks, Nate. Yep, look forward to it. Let's definitely catch up again. Good chatting.
2: Thank you. Take care, Matt. Bye-bye.
3: See you, guys.
0: Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen
2: or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location, let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIgranite.com. The letters UCI, the word granite.com help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating Create Graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design, and apparel, Create Graphics is a full service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and Right tree service and more. They're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online. Cut and write.com. C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T.com. Female veteran owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. And if you mention the BS, when you call, you get hundred dollars off your job. Experience tree removal who care all about the details. Customer satisfaction guaranteed. 877-828-8846. That's
4: 877-8cutton. CuttenRight.com. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save
0: you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. <laughs> Nate, have you ever been to Max Lager's
2: Brewery and Grill, or Grill and Brewery, downtown Atlanta? Have, oh, you have?
4: Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. They have great beer, great food. Yeah. That's a good spot.
2: I was there last night. I was, oh, I saw your photo. Yeah. With Jeff, right? Yeah. Surprised? Out on a school night?
1: I'm surprised.
2: Didn't? Yeah. What was it? In the city? Was it? Was it Brandon the other day?
1: When the last time you've been to a bar? You all to go to bars.
4: You Was that Brandon said that? Brandon did not
5: say that. Yeah. yeah, it was me. I think you went to a brewery though last night though, right? Yeah, they have a bar at the brewery. I mean, oh okay. Just... I mean, that's the traditional
2: term for the high top wood table with a bunch of liquor behind it that's served over from a bartender. Yeah.
5: I would say that's a bar, yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm just
2: verifying that's the same thing. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> uh, Jeff Kaufman, uh, 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 my buddy. You, you knew Jeff, right? Nate? Who me? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, from Orlando is in town. He's a uh, very good personal injury attorney, and uh, I go way back with them. And I was just on. He has a. He has a podcast and also a radio show called Under Oath, which, you know, I, I meant to bring this up last night at dinner, and I forgot. I, I named that. Like, you know, I, I think about some of these these segments of that still exist uh, that other people are using, I named. There's a show in Tampa, uh, Mike Calta, who is a friend of mine. He's a very, very talented radio personality on a station called The Bone. And he has a an attorney on that show, Dom Ferriella, and they 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 do a segment called Ask the Dom, and he even has a dot com Ask the Dom. I created that segment before when I was in Tampa.
1: So what you want creative rights, or do you want them to just mention that you created it? Like what do you want?
2: I want one of the two things: either ten percent residual of any money they make in their lives, or I want them every time they do their show to say. Thanks to PodcastTheBS.com. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Send them your demands. Let's see how that works I'll, I'll t- out.
2: I'll take one of the two things. Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm just joking. I'm, I'm glad they're, they're successful. But Jeff, you know, I was just on his show not that long ago, and, you know, we're talking about... Because when I left Orlando, I never gave an explanation. And there's a reason for that. Is I just wanted to... I was in such a um, a mindset of just moving forward. I just... I, I didn't want like I look back now and and I feel bad because I, I just I guess they didn't realize that I I had people that enjoyed what I did. We did. And that was rude not to give an explanation of where I went. I just kind of got up and left. It's like your dad leaving as a kid. Right. He just left like I'm going to get cigarettes and he never comes back. And, you know, and then there was there was troubles within the show um, with with the, the the two and a half other Guys on the show, and they were very vocal about their issues with me, and I, I didn't say anything, you know, which drove Nate insane and drove my wife insane, and people that knew the truth and the whole story uh, drove him insane that I wasn't defending myself. I just didn't think I needed to. Plus, I was in Vegas that week getting married, and my internet, my signal was spotty. So I didn't want to take time to find an Internet, you know, a, a good signal just to reply back to these. I mean, it was like thousands of comments on it was it was they're still there. They still exist. You yeah. know, <laughs> uh, so, you know, so I didn't. So we talked about that. And, you know, I, you know, I wasn't fired from that radio station. I left and you know, it it's an iHeart radio station. And they were nice enough because it really is the best management I've ever worked for. There was no issues with management. I didn't have an issue with. Uh, My peers outside of my show, to be quite honest with you, I didn't have an issue with anybody at at that cluster. Um, They're great. I still think they're great. I've always said they're great, Um, especially the management and a lot of the talent. And, you know, I guess for some, it wasn't by my request, but for some reason, Jeff thought that it was important for me to say this after 10 years. I guess people still talk about it which is very humbling, you know, that people still talk about the show um, because the show at some points was very, very good towards the end and not so much, you know, I'd be the first one to admit it. But I, you know, I I broke my teeth in Orlando. I put on many a bad shows until I figured it out. And there were people that helped me along the way with a lot of resistance from my big-ass, fat, stubborn head but I wouldn't you know have had the success that I had in Atlanta if it wasn't for uh for those people it's never one person you know any anybody that tells you that they that their success was just because of them is full of shit it's it, you have to have a team in order to be successful, especially in this business. You can't do it on your own. You can try and you can, but it won't be as successful as if you have people all fighting for the same cause. Exactly. You know, uh, so a lot of regrets, uh, left behind a lot of lessons learned, but I don't know. Jeff credits me with teaching him how to do radio. And I never thought about it, to be honest with you. I never really thought about it that way. And he, uh, so they were part of this, uh, law firm at one time. There are three partners And now they're two of the partners are on their own and they're very successful. They do personal injury. And at the time um, they were doing more like real estate law. This was during the recession. And this is kind of when I got in with them. And, 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 and the other thing is, is they spent a lot of money with that company, you know, with down there, I brought them on that company. Like I was the one that brought them. I was the one that made the, the, the connection brought them in you know, I didn't, and I'm thinking about this all at dinner, like some of the things they're saying, I'm like, you, they wouldn't have the money that they have now if it weren't for my relationship with your former partner, you know, and then that kind of dissolved. But we were talking about some of the old times with their old firm. And I go, you know what it was? It was kind of like a watered down Wolf of Wall Street. You know, it, it was like, yeah, they hired the most beautiful women. And I was single for a lot of that time. And it was actually, I was just coming out of my divorce, not to say that I partook or took advantage, but it was, it was frisky business going on there. I can tell you that, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was good times. And then, you know, the, the partner that they're no longer with, his name is Matt. Um, he would come in and do a segment on the show, you know, kind of like Matt Doug Manny does with us and and so on and so forth. And I kind of helped media train him. And then he became the face of the company, became a bigger deal. So now he's doing like national television, CNBC, and all this stuff. So he would kind of blow me off and say, I can't come in, but my partner Jeff Kaufman's going to come in. It's like, okay. So Jeff started to come in. He's the total polar opposite of Matt. He's a nerdy Jewish guy and just very sensitive, thin skin. So when I see that, as you guys well know, I pounce, right? I'm like, <laughs> I don't care who you are. If I see you sweating, dude, I'm going to make you sweat 10 times worse than that. And because of that, not realizing this until years later, literally up until last night or when I was on his show, he was like, that made me a better person. Which, that's the whole, you know, I tell you guys that all the time. You know, that's why I do that to interns, is you you push them to the to where they break. And if they can make it, then they're in. If they can't, then you got to let them go. Because if they stick around, it's going to be like walking on eggshells. It's going to be uncomfortable and awkward. You got to watch what you say. They're not one of the fellas. But if you can make it, then you're one of the fellas. And you can be trusted. It's like boot camp. It's exactly like boot camp. Just like the military. That's what they do. They break you down from the shell that you are, and they build you back up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess a little bit, not totally though. There's there's always more than one way to skin a cat.
2: Well oh, sure, but that's the way that this cat skinned and how it should be skunned, Sc- skinned, sconned, sconned, sconed
4: sconny, sconed, skin, skinned. I don't, I don't know, know what the right word is, but I like scunned.
2: Yes. <laughs> maybe Get that's on it, Webster. Maybe that's a new shirt. I've been scunned. <laughs> so uh so he he's staying down there, he's in town for this lawyer convention thing. And he, you know, he reaches out to me, says, hey, I'm going to be in town. You want to do some dinner? I was like, absolutely. He goes, you know, it's not a problem for me to come to you. I remember last time I was in town, we couldn't connect because, you know, you you live up there. But last time I was, you know, it was during the week and I was getting up at three thirty. I just couldn't do it. Uh, And I didn't want to deal with Atlanta traffic. And I was like, no, dude, got all the time in the world. I'll come to you. And so I just kind of Googled a a place nearby, and that's what I came up with. And you're right. It it was really, really good food. It was was a very cool place. I didn't even know it existed. It was really cool. Nice. What did you say he was in town for? Some lawyer convention at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They had guest speakers like Mr. Wonderful from, not Paul Orndorff, but uh, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, Arnold Schwarzenegger. uh, And uh, who was the other one? The other one was really interesting. It was, um,
1: it was more interesting than Arnold.
2: I know, right? But it, it, God. Why is he talking at a lawyer convention? Yeah. Why are <laughs> any of them talking there?
1: <laughs> it, it, they're
2: probably talking about success, team building. <laughs> Carrot Top was there, too. It was strange. <laughs> <laughs> God, who was the third person? They were the most interesting out of all of them. They weren't a big name, like celebrity name, but it, it was their story. Shit. God, let me ask him
4: what do they do at a lawyer convention? Like, Hey, how can we fuck people out of more money?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, I mean, it's just like any other convention, you know, it's like you, you get the people that pay to lead the sessions that pretend like they're the experts and they push all their knowledge on you. And you know, they're, they're trying to cater to the younger people that don't know. And they're like, so 10 years later, like oh, I was at this convention in Atlanta. And Arnold Schwarzenegger told me to work out and look at me now. <laughs> <You know." laughs> Who are the speakers at
4: your convention? Or maybe they're coming up with funny jingles for their commercials. Oh man, this one works great. It's
2: <laughs> just like people probably ask the same thing about radio conventions, the ones that, you know, what do you do at the yeah, ra- true. what do you do at the radio oh, that's that's what we do. You get people that pay to lead sessions and tell you how wrong you are and how right they are and how radio should be done because their computer says so and you know, have you ever been behind a microphone? No, 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 no. Never, never been behind a microphone. But I got to tell you, I wrote this piece of software. This algorithm tells me what you need to say. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> that's like, it John Morgan? No, no, no. It wasn't John Morgan. It was, it wasn't a lawyer. I don't, th- I don't, th- it might have, no, oh, oh, that's, I know what it is. It was Johnny Depp's lawyer from the Jesse, Amber, from the Amber Heard trial.
4: Oh, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. chick. Yeah. And she, yeah. And she was. Going to be Kanye's lawyer,
4: but I think she she deferred. Good, she's so she's smart.
2: Yeah, that's why I said she was the most <laughs> interesting. Is you know uh, I'd probably you know probably rather interview her than the other. Oh, I've interviewed Kevin O'Leary, and you know he's. Was- Kind of a bust, but uh, yeah,
4: you know, Mr. Not Wonderful,
2: yeah, Mr. Mister Poo Poo on my core caddy is what he is,
4: yeah, <laughs> Mr. Missed the boat,
2: <laughs> yeah, Mr. Missed Opportunity, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. If you fucking go away, <laughs> all right, so uh, anyway, I just I, I went down there, uh, we had some good times, had some good drinks, and uh, really good food. That cheesy bread that they have is delicious um i had a caesar salad with grilled chicken at nine o'clock at night and my wife you
1: do that a lot oh what eat salad that night
2: well i eat salad all the time but i i i have a I have a rule that i don't eat after seven so you shouldn't eat after seven it's bad for your digestive system it's bad yeah, for. but your...
1: when you do you eat a salad as if it's going to cover up the rest of the stuff you eat after it i watched you eat a salad meatballs pizza i'm like what'd you eat the salad for
2: well, because I like salad. Oh, okay. I'm not eating it just because it's healthy. When did you see me eat salad and meat? What was it? Meatballs and
1: what? When we went to the pizza place before Nate left the first time.
2: Why are you talking to me like you're not interested? You're like, I'm just
1: <laughs> telling you that I've seen you do this before. You said like, oh, I had some breadsticks and a salad. And I'm like, you eat salad a lot.
2: So you think just because you eat salad, you you you're, you're, you're trying to lose weight or something?
1: You do it because you're trying to be healthy. You just said, you're not supposed to eat after 7 o'clock. But I don't eat after 7 o'clock, but I ate a salad. So you're still eating.
2: But I'm not talking about calorie content. I'm talking
4: about digestive.
2: All
1: I said was you eat salads a lot. That's all I said. Can
4: we normalize meatball salads? Because that sounds delicious. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what she's talking about.
2: He didn't
1: put the meatball on the salad. He ate it as an appetizer. I, I, I don't
2: even know. I haven't eaten a meatball in, in a long time.
1: Okay, but you did. When we went to that pizza spot up there in Roswell before Nate left, where it was all of us at that long table. You were sitting right next to me. You oh, ate not 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 this
2: trip. This was another trip.
1: No, when he was leaving the very first time, and we all met up at that pizza spot.
2: Do you know how to spell details? I mean, like yeah. I, you're saying, when Nate left, he just left.
1: So I'm I thinking said the first time. You never Nate said left. the
2: first time. Well, You'll
1: we'll listen back.
2: By the way, that was a uh, those are tapas. So you're gonna have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But for my main meal, I had a salad. Yes
1: that wasn't your main meal.
2: It was my main meal. Last night that was my main meal. Anyway, my point was, before I was rudely interrupted, <laughs> is that, you know, I'm eating this salad, you know, and it's it's nice and healthy. <laughs> and I look across, you know, the table, my wife is such a man uh, a man meat eater. She orders fried chicken, greens, mashed potato. I mean, she looks like she should be the poster child for the Golden Corral. I mean, she's just <laughs> Just just shoveling this heavy food in her mouth at nine o'clock at night. I'm like, How do you do that? You know. But it's, she's got a better digestive system than I
1: do. Same way you're eating your little salad with your little dressing. You
2: no. My salad, what they want. It was uh yeah I I'm not saying she can't eat what she wants. I'm just saying she looked like a man eating it.
1: Because you're trying to make it seem <laughs> like you looked all nice and dainty I with did. your salad and she looks like a man eating her meal.
2: Are you gonna argue the point that there's certain food that certain people eat that doesn't Present a certain image, like if a fat person is sitting there eating wings, you're not going to tell me that they don't look fatter. But no. if that if that person's eating fruit, you're going, they're trying to lose weight. They look skinny. <laughs>
0: no, they don't. They Absolutely. look the same
2: weight. No.
1: eating fried chicken or a salad. No, dis- they're still fat.
2: I disagree. You go. You go. Uh, you see a, a fat person you know, out uh, shopping at Marshall's or something, right? Versus you go into the gym and you see a fat person, they look skinnier because they're trying to lose
1: weight. No, they don't.
5: Looks <laughs> like they're trying, but they're still the same.
2: Exactly. Yeah, in real life, you're right. They are the same, but in your mind, you're like, God, they look great. <laughs>
0: no, you don't. you like, damn,
2: Fruit really didn't do that guy any good. <laughs> Nate just dipped out. He didn't even say bye, did he? <laughs>
1: They got to get out of it. He's, he's like, trap he's like peace
2: out. Uh, and I wanted to share this story with him because I know he would tell me I'm full of shit. Anyway, Brandon, you're going to have to take Nate's place, okay? Okay. Because <laughs> Nikki's not going to not gonna tell me I'm full of shit. Uh, so uh, everybody knows now that I've reconnected with my estranged mother after 17 years. I went down there. I brought back a U-Haul full of stuff. Mo- most of the stuff is from my gra- – or a lot of stuff from my grandmother – the whole reason is is my my mother's getting up in age and, um, you know, uh, something were to happen to her, God forbid, she wanted to make sure that I, I got the stuff and it didn't go anywhere. Anyway, so, you know, there's, there's some really, really priceless items, uh, not monetary wise, but to me, priceless items that I have now. And they've, we have not unpacked everything yet. Like, we had to buy curio cabinets for this crystal. and I mean, like who has curio cabinets in 2022? And
1: they're beautiful.
2: They are nice. Yeah, I got a good beautiful. deal on Facebook Marketplace. So um, we still have a lot of this stuff in the garage that we have yet to unpack. We have to figure out what, what we're doing with it, what we're you know going to get rid of or sell and keep and all that kind of stuff. Ever since we brought back all of these things... Mainly the stuff that belonged to my grandmother. Something weird has been happening in our house. Like what? It's just one thing. Ooh. In our bathroom, we have an Alexa light fan in the shower. So like we can you can go in the shower and you can say Alexa, play music and it'll play music in the shower.
1: Oh, wow, and you, that's and, and, neat.
2: Yeah, it's pretty neat. You can, like, take phone calls and text message and just talk to your shower. Um, very inexpensive. It's like 100 bucks on Amazon. It's, or no, Home Depot. It's really, really cheap. So, anyway, we have that. And uh, numerous times, and I'm trying to figure out if there's a pattern. We'll, every time we're in bed, I can tell you that, you know, it starts to play music on its own.
1: What type of music?
2: Okay, good question. It's always old music.
1: Oh, your Grams. I, I, I don't. Your favorite hits.
2: Well, the only thing I remember about my Gram listening to was Perry Como, and Perry Como has not been played to the best of my knowledge. But it's been like a lot of like old country songs, like like before even George Strait, like you know, like Charlie probably like. Ding dong ding 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 ding, you know old country, you know that that good stuff from back in the day, you know that like picking, and and almost bluegrassy, but it just out of nowhere starts. And I remember the first time I heard it, I didn't think much about it, but for some reason I'm thinking that there could be an intruder in my bathroom. But like, why would they play music? And and it's not like they're pushing play on anything. You got to verbally say it, right? And so I kind of like peeking around the, you know, the bathroom and, you know, I I didn't have my gun on me, but I was like, all right, I'm going to peek around the bathroom. (laughs) And then I get back in bed and I was like, that was weird, right? Yeah, no big deal. Then it happened again. And then it happened again. It's happened about four or five times. And so it was actually Kelly, our friend, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Dragon, that said to to Rachel, she says, you know what this is. This is Jason's grandmother talking to him.
1: It is. You're right. I, I'm not going to agree with Nate on this. I think it's definitely a sign.
2: Isn't that a great story? We got
1: all of her stuff in here and she's like, oh, I love you. I'm glad you reconnected with your mother. I'm glad my things are here with you where I know they're safe and people care about them. And she just wants you to know she's she loves you. She's glad her stuff's here. So that the next here. the
2: next time this happens, I got to pay attention to the music.
1: Yes. And to know what but the is song it, is. Yeah. Is it at nighttime?
2: Yeah. It's only, only- every time at nighttime. Yeah. Oh,
5: see, that's that's a little more creepy, yeah.
2: Ooh. Oh, dude, let me tell you, it's way creepy. Like, you're in bed, <laughs> and the lights are out, and you just out of nowhere here in your bathroom... Dong, dong, I walk down to the lake and... What the fuck? <laughs> it's way creepy. Because
1: what you got to do is you're going to have to hear the song, tell her to tell you who the, who the artist is in the song, and look up the year.
2: Well, now, so... Uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but now the new update on, I think it's the new update on, on your iPhone, mm-hmm. the um, main screen, like where your widgets are, mm-hmm. there's a, a Shazam option.
1: I do that off my Snapchat.
2: Okay. Well, you can actually do this on your home screen now. See, look at that
1: here on the bottom. Wait, sure does,
5: it, is? does it not show you anywhere else? Like now playing like on your phone, it would be like speaker in or bathroom speaker and playing this. Um,
1: you Mine know what, doesn't.
2: I'm I'm sure probably if I go into my app it does. I didn't think about doing that. I
5: imagine you had to connect it to Wi-Fi at some point, right?
2: Oh, it's connected to the Wi-Fi, yeah, without a doubt.
1: Yeah. Oh, I must haven't done my update. I don't have the
2: Shazam. Yeah, it's pretty. I just learned about that the other day because I was trying to figure. I was like, "What is this?" And I did it, and it was like,
1: "Oh, what's the
2: song you're listening to?" I'm like, yeah, oh, it's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Brandon, you buy it? Uh, how old is this fan? Oh, it's not old at all. It's um, is- like less than two years. It's an exhaust fan, also. That's what it is. It's a shower exhaust fan that has the
5: light. Yeah. Yeah, I got one. The flush mount. You got the Bluetooth for the for the phone. Yeah. I don't know. Man. You know, it's. I, I kind of want to believe it, but at the same time, it's just kind of like you know, you got a lot of steam, and mine mine will kind of freak out sometimes. It won't want to connect or to kind of disconnect halfway through. If it was a regular Amazon Echo Dot uh, or Alexa, whatever, I, I'd kind of you know lean more towards it. But at the same time, it hadn't started until she brought her stuff. You brought her stuff home, and it's only happening at night. No. So, I don't maybe we need to set up a camera in there, a ghost camera,
2: a ghost camera. Yeah, we have one of those uh meter things, you know, that, oh, like poltergeist meters. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Um, Ariel and her friends bought one off Amazon, they're, go- they're, they're going someplace haunted like over Halloween. So, we've got one of those things. Uh, so are you talking about where you can pick up like the frequencies and everything? Yeah,
5: oh, yeah, you should try that. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. The but, Ghost Brothers but, out there, yeah,
2: pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so um anyway, okay, so yeah, so I just thought I'd let you know. I was expecting to have Nate on here so he could tell me that I'm full of shit. So
1: I know, but I'm not. I can't say that. I'm all, I'm all in. Yeah.
2: So then, like, what happens when you know we get like the garage is just it drives me nuts when my garage has got stuff in it. Our garage is filled with stuff. My caddy, my caddy (laughs) shack, where I use it for my core caddy stuff, is filled with BS merch. This place is in disarray, so I got to get this fulfillment thing worked out for our merchandise, and uh, we've got to unpack this stuff. It's just driving me insane. I was about
1: to say, I am surprised you haven't, because I know how much stuff drives you up the wall.
2: Here is the thing: is my wife and I are two totally opposite people. Like she has no problem; like she's got a hoarder in her blood. Her mother's a hoarder and so she has no problem leaving shit around, leaving clothes on the, like, and she procrastinates. Like her, her middle name is procrastination. It's, it's sickening. And that's just, that's who she is. So I've learned after 10 years of being with her is that the more I push, the less I get. So I bite my tongue and I don't say a thing but if it gets to a point where I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, I just lose it. And that, that I mean, it's, it's, it's either it's either zero or 60. It's, there's no in the middle. And that, and, and you know, I'll mention it a couple times. Hey, you know what? Maybe we can get, maybe we, and I use we, maybe we can get this done. Maybe we can I help or something like that just to kind of push it along.
1: Do you help though for real?
2: I will and I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually prefer doing my own laundry because it gets done. That day. Like, I, it's very simple. You know, I don't have a lot of laundry. You put it in the washing machine, you come back in an hour and put it in the dryer, come back in an hour and it's done and you fold it and you put it away. Like, that's not that big of a deal. For her, it's in the washer. It might sit there for a day or two.
1: <laughs> but then it gets that nasty
0: smell. Yeah. In there. That butt funk,
2: right? <laughs> and then so, and then, and then it goes in the dryer and
0: it might sit in the dryer for a couple days, you know?
2: <laughs> and when it's forced to come out of, either washer or dryer, then it just goes to the couch. (laughs) And it just sits on the couch. So, like, my saving grace... uh, uh, No disrespect, but unfortunately, I guess you don't pass the we have to clean up test. No. So...
0: (laughs) So, I have seen it a few times. Oh, yeah.
2: So, but, but I make it a point like when Mad Dog Manny comes over, I'm like, Manny's coming over tomorrow, you know, to record with us. And it's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up the couch. So, like, this is good. <laughs> this is good. And, and, and truth be told, there have been some times where it's gotten so bad. I've actually had to plan people to come over to force her to pick it up, knowing that we were going to have guests. Like, I'll say, yeah, they're, they're going to be coming over tonight or tomorrow. Well, you didn't, I'm telling you right now, they're, they're coming. Up. Well, the place is a wreck. Well, the place has been a wreck for fucking two weeks. <laughs> Maybe we should do something about this. <laughs> up, so, so, so I was like, you're going to play your little mind games. They're going to play my mind games. You know, I'm going to beat you at your own game. So I plan guests coming over just so she picks up the fucking house. <laughs> and, and then you go, I know some of you are going right now. Why don't you pick it up? You lazy fat fuck. It's not my stuff. I'm not dirty. I don't leave stuff around. They, they're the people that leave like half drank Cokes on the counter. I don't know why. They have put empty cans in the sink and just leave them there. I don't understand why. It makes no sense. Throw and, it in the trash. Yeah, throw it in the recycling. She's like, well, I'm gonna, I, I wanted it to, to dry out.
1: What? <laughs> what does that mean? Dry out? It means I just forgot. It's and I exactly, got it's exactly
2: <laughs> what it means. That's exactly what it fucking means. All right, Brandon, you ready?
5: I am. One question with Brandon. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! All right, go ahead. Santa Claus is coming to town, and you know what he's bringing? He's bringing a portrait of your favorite furry family member for either you, a sibling, a mom, a dad, a grandma. It's a great Christmas present for this season. Who's making them? Meredith Sparks, wife of Andrew Sparks from Sparky's Lawn Care. Yep, she's got her own business, Studio Sparks Design. Created in 2018, she'll get all your portraits done for your pets. She does a great job. They look great. They're out of Ackworth and Dallas, but since it's a painting, she can ship it worldwide. Oh, uh, correct. Nationwide. Uh, you can find her uh Facebook and Etsy at Studio Sparks Designs. Check go. them out. Nicely done. Very nicely done. Okay. So if uh tomato is a fruit, mm. is ketchup a smoothie? If tomato yeah, is a fruit. fruit. First, you had agree on that. Do we think tomato is a fruit? Tomato well, you can,
1: is, is considered a fruit, a fruit yes. Uh,
5: right. You You can look it up.
2: I mean, you know, I think what's the rule if it has seeds
1: and then it's a fruit, then it's a fruit. I think so. But so. I know for a fact, tomato is considered a fruit, not a vegetable. Uh, Contrary to popular belief.
5: It's a fruit, right? Yes. OK. Yeah. So. OK. So, yes. Are you sure? I'm sure Do we want to look it up. I remember that debate back in like 2005.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is tomato a fruit? There you go. Top search Uh fruit. Yes, you are correct. Very nice. All right. So that means that squash, pumpkins, cucumbers, peppers, eggplants, corn kernels, and bean and pea pods are all fruits. So are apples, pears, peaches, apricots. Say apricot or apricot? Apricot. Apricot. Melons and mangoes. That's my, can you hear, can you hear Fat, fat in the background snoring? <laughs> so loud. Oh my God, he's so loud. That's Fafat. Fat. Uh, okay, so the first question is tomato fruit. Yes. Okay, next question is what? Uh, would ketchup be considered a smoothie? No. no. <laughs> Not even close. And not? (laughs) just because it's pureed tomatoes.
5: I mean, if you puree fruit in that a smoothie. Uh,
2: Well, let's define a smoothie. A smoothie would have to be a mixture of things blended together in a blender. Ketchup is not a mixture of things blended together in a blender.
5: Yeah, it is. You got, I mean, you got uh, tomatoes and you got like salt and soybean, soybean oil, stuff like that. So it's a mixture, but you don't put it, but you don't put them in a blender.
1: Yeah, it's not a smoothie. Some people puree all type of stuff and feed it to babies. It's not a smoothie. It's just pureed food or fruits or vegetables.
2: Wait, so then what is a smoothie? A smoothie is a concoction (laughs) of different delicious items for your beverage tastes.
5: Okay. Okay, so you put a tomato in there with salt and soybean. Those are delicious. People love to eat that. And you puree it. Is that a smoothie? Do you eat ketchup or drink it? Uh, Depending on the scenario. <laughs> so
1: you're not adding anything with the ketchup. With a smoothie, you, you're adding something. You're adding milk. You're adding yogurt. You're adding ice cream, juice. That puts it together to make it a smoothie. You said, is ketchup a smoothie just because it's ketchup?
5: No. But there's, there's multiple things in ketchup, though.
1: There's multiple things in most things. Doesn't make it a smoothie.
5: <laughs> well, sorry. So why would it not be a smoothie, though?
2: Oh, man. Now that we know what a smoothie yeah. is. Ketchup is not. Because nobody, nobody's ever asked for a ketchup, a tomato smoothie. The
1: definition of a smoothie says a beverage made by pureeing ingredients in a blender. Are you putting ketchup in a blender and pureeing it?
5: No. You put tomatoes in a blender and no, puree it. No, you don't. You don't do that.
2: What? You, <laughs> you try to tell me that you make your own ketchup and you put tomatoes in a blender.
5: I don't make smoothies in general, but if I did, I would. And if I wanted to make ketchup, I would put it in a blender.
1: Tomatoes actually one one fruit that th- that's never put in any smoothie that I've ever heard of.
2: And you don't drink ketchup like you drink a smoothie.
5: What about like uh, tomato juice? That's T- juice. That's juice. But that's comes from the tomatoes pureed, right? that it's It's squeezed it's squeezed yeah oh squeeze it Mm mm-hmm
1: you're taking us to cooking class brandon (laughs) only your questions hurt my head this one's simple i hate
2: this bit so much because it's so stupid but (laughs) like everyone else you you sit there and you fucking entertain it and you're like
1: i can't
2: like you just feel so much dumber afterwards
1: definitely do you really really do And I never call myself dumb, but I'm always dumb during this segment. By
5: Nikki's definition of a smoothie, I would say ketchup is.
1: No way. <laughs> but you don't drink ketchup.
2: You can. You
1: don't put it in a blender.
2: But nobody does. Well, I know there's some kids that drink it. But they don't drink it like a smoothie.
1: They don't put a straw on it, it.
2: it.
5: Yes. Like a, S- through a straw. It's thick like a smoothie.
2: Smoothies, you, you have, for a smoothie, you have to have drink it out of a straw. You don't drink ketchup out of a straw. How about that? That would be the definition of a smoothie. <laughs> With a straw.
5: Yeah, any, any,
2: anything pureed and mixed together in said blender drink from a straw, straw is a, is a smoothie. So we'll, we'll add the straw element to make this better. How about that? Okay. <laughs> so to have a straw. Yeah. So you got to have a straw. All right. Uh, podcast, the That is our website. Please. If you have not already, like uh, all of our shows, uh, social channels, you know, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. You're going to be a part of the private Facebook group, the Two Percenters Facebook group. Just ask to be approved. You'll be approved. Don't be a dick. Uh, also, our TikTok and uh, our YouTube channel especially. If you could subscribe to that, I'd appreciate it. I'm, kind of, I'm starting to think, like, our audience is not big YouTube people. I don't know, because there's so much good stuff on our YouTube channel. It's ridiculous. Like, just short clips of... Everything that we do, um, we've put a lot of work into that. So if you could subscribe to that, we'd really appreciate it. Now you can have handles. We have a handle at The Bailey Show. So you can, I guess, just search for it, you know, or whatever it is. Or, or again, just go to podcastthebs.com and there's a link off of there. Our merch store is up there if you want to get anything. Um, just the other day, I don't know if they still have the 35% off, but every once in a while they'll do a 35% off for the merch stuff. And uh, if you want to be a premium two percenter, that's a subscriber. You want to you want to get the episodes earlier in the day. I know a lot of you uh, became premium two percenters. One, not only to support us, which we highly appreciate, but two, because you want to listen to the show going to work. So you get these episodes, every episode and bonus shows early for just four ninety nine a month. Plus exclusive giveaways when we have. them. <clears throat> so uh, which those things moving into the new year, we've got a lot of. Different things that are going to be happening, especially if all goes well, that will super serve the uh, the premium two percenters, which is going to be pretty cool.
1: Nice. Yeah.
2: Podcastthebs.com. Lastly, please, uh, if you are on our social channels and we post something, please just make it a point to like once a week. That's all I ask. Once a day would be great, but once a week if you could share our content with somebody in your network
1: hit that share button
2: yeah just say something nice like hey dude i listen to these guys they're awesome you know give them a shot something like that because that as i'm learning how to do this podcast world stuff you know it's that's the only way we're going to expand the show unless one of us gets on some national television show and you know whatever uh and gets some crazy new celebrity but that's the only way we'll do it. So, this is like a, a, a ground floor up, grassroots type of deal. And I'm all in. I love the challenge, but I know, and I'm not dumb, that we can't grow without you. So, please, please uh, like and share our stuff. All right. Uh, Brandon, you got anything before we get out?
5: I'm buying Smoothie King and serving only ketchup smoothies. Smoothie
2: ketchups. Ketchup King. How about that? Ketchup King. All right. Nikki D.
1: If Jason's Graham haunts Brandon, is she now Brandon's Graham too? Mm. She,
2: she, wrote, she wrote that shit out. You could hear it in her voice. Just read, mm. She's trying to give the right inflection, though. <laughs> <laughs> My Graham will never be Brandon's Graham. <laughs> she would die again if she were his Graham. <laughs> She'll be the only grandmother to die twice. <laughs> one, one in, this, one in this, uh, this life and one in that in life. In the
0: next life.
2: In the <laughs> next life, yeah. All right, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate the support. We'll talk to you soon. bye
0: Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now.
1: Please share, like, and support. podcastbs.com.
0: It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.